Well met. This has been Broad, and you're watching Born to be Cosmo. <laughs> oh, snap. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Born to be Cosmo, a twice-monthly Marvel Snap podcast where we talk about all things Marvel Snap. So, it's been two weeks since we last met, um, just uh, with uh, zombies and I. And, you know, in the interim time, you know, not a whole lot's happened, so I'm not sure we're going to have a lot to discuss today. Uh, just, just, just kidding. It was, yeah, it was a really packed couple of weeks of news and events so much so that right before the episode started recording we forgot about the balance changes earlier in the week when the patch dropped because there were so many other things that happened that had our um attention um that we were fixated on so uh, a lot to discuss so i propose we jump in and review the news yeah let's do it this just in Breaking news, live from the Daily Bugle. Parker! Parker? Parker. I love that. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we had... That's so good. Um, so we had the patch drop this week, earlier this week. And, you know, it's our monthly patch. And, you know, those are usually pretty big events. They come with balance changes, other changes. Uh, but this seemed to be bigger than the last few and oh, that includes the introduction of battle mode oh uh, uh, yeah yeah so they introduced the new game economy the spotlight caches and that's uh well there's a there, there's there's a lot to uh, unpack so what i propose is we quickly review um what was released and just kind of go through a quick summary we extensively went through our predictions last week and as promised this week, wanted to see if, you know, our predictions were overly optimistic, maybe not. Um, so, yeah, um, so Spotlight Cache, so Spotlight Caches went live this past week. And um, right away, okay, so story time. It's morning of patch where everyone that's in the know has the mobile app in hand waiting for the pc client to drop so that you can log in and get your rewards for your unopened caches using the old system and there were all these tweets flashing around about what are the numbers of the um spotlight caches which ones you can open which ones you should save mm -hmm. and everyone posted the right information but everyone posted the, the the ordering of the numbers differently. Some were vertical, some were horizontal. <laughs> so I actually opened up, I think, a spotlight cache by accident. Oopsies. Oof. That's my it's my story. So I ended up with four uh, when it was all said and done. Still not bad. Four is no, four it's is not where bad. you want to be with this. At least four guarantee what you're going for. You can uh, you can hold on to the extras if you get lucky. Um, I know for myself and many other people, this was kind of the week because uh, a lot of the, the other weeks this month don't look quite as appealing if you already have uh, a pretty complete collection or like most of the 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 cards you want. Like Jean is that new one and a lot of people are excited about Jean because she's been like the, the most impressive looking card of the month. So a lot of people wanted the opportunity to pick up her and then 
uh, large sea creatures like myself valued that very nice looking art germ gene variant. I got it uh, too. Wanted to go for that. I got it too. It's um, so nice. It's really pretty. Uh, I, I'm a sucker for good variants, and I really like that one. And the the FOMO the FOMO got the best of me in going for it because uh, if you don't know the special variants you can get for the characters in these spotlights, not that they're never coming back. But they're not going to come back for a long time. I believe the official words from Second Dinner were at least six months, if not longer. Six mm. months. Uh, they made it sound like six months was a conservative estimate, uh, like a bare minimum, if that. So you're probably not going to see the spotlight variants from these for a very long time. And even when they do come out, we don't really know where they're going. Are they going to just pop up in the store? They may have said this. I'm not entirely sure. I think they are. But for all we know, some of them can end up in the ultimate shop. You don't really know. And I don't yeah. think they really planned that out that far ahead. Uh, maybe they have. We don't know. But this was an appealing week is the TLDR. Uh, and the next few weeks, at least in terms of new card releases, don't seem quite as appealing. I know quite a few players who are excited for next week, though, who wanted to get their hands on Iron Lad. And also, Echo looks like a powerful card. Uh, it might not be the right metaphor right now, but it still seems like a really strong card overall. So I know a lot of people are going for that next week. Uh, they're just hoping to dodge Kang because, well... Uh, nobody plays Kang. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he puts the bad in big bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that is true. Well, okay, so these are weird, and I think it might be worthwhile to, like, we were kind of joking about it throughout the week, right? That it's, like, it's confusing, and it's confusing. Like, I feel like I'm pretty plugged into this game and play it like every day and yeah. hit infinite and all this stuff. And the system is super confusing and it's gotta be like for people who are not playing it to the same level that we all are, it's gotta be super confusing. Right. And it's like, well, what if I, how do I maximize these? What if I want this thing? How do I get that? Like, and everyone was confused, especially about the, what happens if I get like, like, a card that I already have and how does that work and that whole conundrum like oh my god this whole thing was just a yeah and uh, yeah. so I want to touch on that a little bit because even so like it's no secret that second dinner asked some of the content creators question or we got to ask questions to second dinner about the new system and then they put those questions out in a FAQ uh, because they were like well these are questions everyone's going to have uh, so they did that before just before the announcement of the system and so i think most of us on the content creation side thought we had a pretty good understanding of the system and generally we did but there was one major point that i don't think anyone really understood correctly from how they explained it and was taken as kind of a surprise and that is in the so we can see in this graphic here there are three spotlight cards right but if you look in your game, you see there are those three cards and then there's a, a little red card and a little blue card. And mm -hmm. that's your random slot. And this is the weak point of the system. Now, if you don't have very many pool four or pool five cards, there's a good chance that this will net you a new card. However, if you're close to the 50% completion mark uh, or higher, as you get higher up, the odds get lower that you're going to actually get a card out of that. Uh, if you get a card you already own, because there's no duplicate protection in that spot, it gets replaced with a variant. Now, 
they did tell us this, but the way they kind of worded it, I understood it a little bit differently. I think many other people did too. The way I understood it was I thought it replaced it with a variant of that card. Uh, I don't know if that's just me misunderstanding their wording, or maybe it was a bit ambiguous, but that was kind of how I understood the system when it was explained to us. Was And I, and even though, obviously, I'd much prefer getting a card, and most people would prefer getting a card, I found the idea of, well, a lot of times, you're kind of missing variants for those Series 4 and 5 cards, because they're newer, they haven't been through as many rotations in the shop, and I like getting variants for cards, so while... I think it would be better if there was duplicate protection wasn't a thing at all. At least, well, you know, if I opened a Kitty Pride, I'd get a variant for Kitty Pride, right? I was waiting for one of those for a while. Uh, that's not how this works. So how it really works is you open a card that you uh, you already own, and you get a little convert button. And then you, uh, you could press the convert button. What happens you if you a... don't press the convert button? I think you have to. I don't think you... <laughs> I don't think you... Uh, it's the illusion of choice. Uh, Pressing the button is not optional. <laughs> yeah. So when you press the button, you get a random... I think I believe it's their new premium mystery variant. Now, what is a premium mystery variant? It's a lot less complicated than it sounds. It's not what? the same thing as a 1,200 gold premium variant. That's the key. No, no. What it is, it could be. Uh, but what it is, is it is a random variant that could be rare or super rare. So 700 or 1200, and it cannot be a pixel. <laughs> Thank so God for that. So they finally heard our pixel feedback, guys. They well, that was, I heard it. That was the so, joke, right? Every time, like, like today, right? There or yesterday, whatever, like there's a $10 bundle in the store right now that's like, a oh, random yeah, variant and so everyone on twitter's like oh ten dollars for a pixel variant and some goodies and, and it's just the running joke now right and i saw bootman or somebody posted like should i get this thing even though it's probably going to be a pixel and then posted right later like it was a pixel and with a screenshot like what did you think was going to happen I I didn't buy it, I didn't buy it guys. Should, should should we buy it after and stream it and see oh, if we get man. a pixel? If, if you feel like throwing away your money, I mean, look, here's yeah, the. I mean, I play Marvel Snap, Nate. You just asked if I feel like throwing away my money. Yeah, I mean, you this, definitely this... do. Nina's was my favorite. It was so rage <laughs> into pain. <laughs> so I mean, if you do the math on it real <laughs> quick, good. right? Like. Okay, if like if you go to any of the websites, you go to Snapzone or or any of those, and it tells you, um, it, it it like categorizes them, right? So if I go to Snap.fan, yeah. it tells me. So it says right here, I'm looking at it right now, Pixel. There's 214 Pixel cards. Out of how many variants? Uh, it doesn't say. I, I could do the math in the background, but it it breaks them down into into categories right so if i yeah, look like at this the two big ones right pixel 214 dan hip 127 chibi wow. has 72 baby like, has 60 and then i go geez. down to max grek with 40 peach momoko 36 venomize 33 30 99 28 and and they just keep going down and down and down but if i add all these up pixel has to be um I'll, I'll do the math real quick, but it's got to be roughly two thirds of the variance. It's a ton. And then you also have to think about the fact that 1200s are in the pool, right? So, right. and I don't think there are any 1200 pixels. 
So all the no. pixels are in the 700 pool. And, or, yeah, and it, it's just the odds of you getting a pixel are really high. I've learned this the hard way, not even buying this. But I think every variant I've opened out of the last two season passes, almost all of them have been pixels. Mm. It's been rough. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why when I opened up my uh, collector's caches uh, during the uh, the scramble you know, in between updates, uh, I, I pulled that Dan hip uh, Yondu, and I thought I hit pay dirt because it wasn't a pixel. Huh. Yeah. Dude, now, by the way, zombies, I, can I just give you a super big thank you on the air? Because I, I was stressed about this whole thing because I just did not get it. And I watched the Collins video and I watched zombies video and I was still like, how the heck does this stupid thing work? And so I set my phone to, to not like to disable auto updates. I called zombies on my lunch break, like, Hey, can you walk me through <laughs> it? And we did it. And I opened up everything except the ones on this chart here. And I and ended these up are collection level numbers. These are all the numbers where you're for anyone who didn't understand how it worked. If you avoided the caches at these numbers, you saved these, then you updated your game. You get to open all your old ones that had more tokens and gold and all the other stuff that is no longer in there uh but you still get to reap the benefit of the the new good caches that uh, that's what these numbers represent nate's on the list yeah 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 so <laughs> oh man that's oh so am funny. i on the bad list yeah yeah, so, yeah you're a bad person Nate. the naughty list dude no okay i'll tell you what i told this to zombies every time that hearthstone had like a bad thing happen where it was like oh oops we accidentally gave everyone thirty thousand dust and everyone and everyone yep. went and like used it real quick and then There's and then no like later that night they went and like deleted it from everybody's yeah, game yep. with I no penalties that. and i've always been the the like bigger person every time because i'm a fool and <laughs> and so this time like no way i'm going to do this because like let me let me get that get one over yeah i right? spent so much <laughs> money on this game like let me just get my okay the the 50 the boxes with 50 tokens is such a slap in the face like getting 100 is bad but getting 50 so makes me just want to cry and so Honestly, i had zero qualms about doing this boxes until we get another economy change i think i'm committed I, i'm gonna pull an ocean mud and i'm gonna hoard all my regular boxes for the next six months or whatever and then you know they're going to do something else at some point. It's a live service game. They've already changed the economy so much. I'm sure they're going to do it again, especially when we look at the new system and realize eventually well, people will catch up and there's a pain point. But I, I'm well, you, So, so <laughs> My polls were not, sick, too. Oh, my God. Your polls were nuts. Yeah, yeah. That, that was some... I, Every, like, I thought I hit pay dirt. But... Oh, um, it was crazy. So, so about that zombies about them changing the system to be worse do keep in mind that they can actually do that now without changing the system right just like how they talked about putting more levers on galactus that they could adjust mm -hmm. um when they when they when they murdered him sorry nate no i they did i um, rip um they put more levers on this economy and uh the uh, lauren lauren whatever from snap zone did a really good job kind of explaining this um they can basically drop things less frequently 
Oh yeah, so they can tune the levers on like these spotlight boxes without yeah. changing the whole economy. Yeah, that's just what I by mm -hmm. dropping cards more or dropping cards less. Yep. My prediction is that, and there's no like basis on this other than the fact that the game's on undergone a bunch of changes in the economy over the past year. Uh, I, I think at some point something is likely to change. Probably not anytime soon. But I think yeah. at some point they're going to realize people are not really enjoying opening up regular caches uh, anymore. And also, for the, I think this is really kind of dangerous for the casual player. Because if you're just somebody who treats the game like I'd imagine second dinner intends, like the, the uber casual, you play, you know, a few games on your lunch break or whatever... Uh, you just open your boxes as you get them, right? Like, that's how probably most people interact with the game. I don't think that's a hot take, right? But now, if the those people don't fully understand how the new system works, you're essentially just, like, gambling every week on your one spotlight, and the odds are not stacked in your favor if your goal is getting the new card. Now, some people, it won't matter. Some people will be missing all those cards, or some people won't have their sights set on one particular thing and are just happy to get something. But I think they're they're running the risk of a lot of these casual players not really understanding that you should be uh, essentially treating this like a, a gotcha pull system and you want to set it up so you have enough things to pull to your pity timer, uh, which is, you know, you open four boxes, you're guaranteed to get all four things. Uh, you could get, you know, Jean Grey in that first box, or she could be in the fourth box. Uh, you don't know how it's going to happen. And this is especially punishing because let's say I have two boxes, and or even just one box, and I want Jean, and so I go for it, and I miss. Well, I'm kind of SOL if I don't have tokens, because we don't know when Jean's coming back. But we do know she's not coming back in the month of July or the month of August due to the uh, the data mined uh, weekly options that we're going to be having in these spotlight caches. So yep. here we have a little a graphic from Lauren Whatever. Uh, she and Kirilos did a great job on this, this really in-depth guide. Yeah. But I like this better personally because I think this gets the point across really quickly without having to read, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, a 10,000-word a guide. Uh, yeah. Before this, you before you summarize yeah. it, I it's like we were talking the uh, earlier uh, about I wanted to purchase the the Invisible Woman, you know, skin ultimate variant. You're like, don't do it, man. Tokens are worth so much more, and and I know this, but I also don't really understand the gravity of it because the entire the entire saga of trying to understand what they were doing was so hard to follow that I just started tuning it out. You know, so I think that this is really the crux of it, right? There's a reason why this is over-engineered. It doesn't have to be this way. It no. doesn't make the the game Marvel Snap more fun. Although perhaps they would argue that interacting with the collection system and collecting things is a big part of the game. But all right, but it's so complicated. And and um. If if there's those that are listening that also you know feels bad they don't really understand they're kind of trying to gleam from it because they just had to tune it out you're not alone I think a lot no, of people tune this out I think out. you're in the majority to be honest 
Uh, yeah. I think obviously they're going to be dedicated players who try and optimize and this new system encourages optimization. Uh, but the optimization can be broken down very simply. And that's why I like this mini guide. Mm. So how to get more cards from the new spotlight cash system. One only open spotlight caches when you could open four in a row. So this goes back to the pity thing. If you want to maximize and guarantee, if you want agency over what you're getting, which a lot of players do, that's what we've been asking for for months, despite them, you know, kind of taking it away from us at multiple turns. Um, you need four boxes in a row to guarantee that you don't get unlucky. I, for example, was unlucky. The thing that I wanted out of this week's boxes was the new gene, right? Uh, the, I wanted the variant. I bought the card for tokens so I could get the variant. If you don't know, uh, if you already own one of the cards in the, the selection, you get the special spotlight variant first. Um, cause obviously you already own the card. So I wanted to get that. I liked the null. I liked the living tribunal skin, but I didn't need those. And I certainly didn't want the random card. Well, unfortunately for me, uh, it was in my fourth box. Now, luckily Oof. I saved up enough boxes to where I had five. So I was okay. But if I, and I've seen multiple people posting about this on Twitter, some people just be like, well, I wanted to go for Gene. I had two boxes. I got a null variant and a random card, or I got the living tribunal and a random card or yeah, any other combination. And a lot of those players weren't very happy. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they felt no like kidding. they didn't get what they wanted. So if you want to optimize the system and have guarantees, the, the best way to do it is to look at the whole month of, of spotlight releases and you pick one and then you go for it. And like, uh, I'll use Nate as an example. Cause you got it first pull, right? Nate. First I did. Second. I did get it first pull. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I got, let's say, Gene first pull or second pull, I could have saved my other two boxes for future stuff because I didn't really want the other stuff. Uh, so this is why it's important to have four, because if you get lucky, that lets you hold more for later, which lets you open more stuff potentially sooner, right? If you want to do another week that's soon, but not spend money or whatever to get more progress, uh it's good to have those extra boxes, but sometimes you're going to need all four to get them. Uh, two, stop opening spotlight caches as soon as you've received every reward you wanted. Yes, same thing. Like, once you get what you want, hold the other ones, because these are very, very valuable. This is silly. What's terrible yeah. about this is, like, now when I open my thing up, when, when it's time to open more, you have to scroll, like, way down and then yes, try to do. find <laughs> where they are. It's so annoying like it's uh, yeah it's a little uh, annoying um this one's interesting spend tokens on desired series four cards when doing so would let you skip a week of opening so two of the cards releasing this month are series four uh legion and mirage uh not this week but the following two weeks are series four releases so instead of going for those in in the boxes you know if there's not anything else you want in those weeks uh, just buy them with tokens that you have saved up uh, as it'll let you save spotlight caches for the weeks where there's a series five card you want, which is obviously a lot more expensive for tokens. And then prioritize weeks that feature two or three desired rewards over just one. So that's that's another really important one because your odds of getting just that one thing you want aren't super high, right? Like your first pull, it's 25%. 
Your second poll, it's 33%. And it's a 50-50, right? Um, so this week, even though I mainly wanted the gene variant, I really, really liked the null one too. And that's kind of what pushed me over the edge into going for it was the fact that I really liked the null and I didn't have a variant for tribunal. So if I got that, it was just kind of a bonus. Um, and so those are the four main points. I think if you want to optimize the economy in this game and have agency over what you're getting, stick to those points. I think she absolutely nailed it. And it, it's four sentences instead of like four paragraphs. This is really the information you need to know if you want optimization over your cards. Um, and then a few bonuses, treat spotlight variants like ultimate variants. They're expensive and you need to be very selective. Yeah, that's so, true. It, it, it's funny because if if you were to reduce this mm -hmm. down to a single word, the advice would be horde. Yes, which that's they terrible. Said, for the horde. And, and, but here's the thing, <laughs> for, horde for the horde. But here's the thing, I, I think in their minds, we're not hoarding because we're only going to hoard the spotlight caches and all the other ones we're just going to continue to open um because there's no point in holding them or <laughs> in theory there's in no, theory well, people, yeah people As won't want to hoard them so they can get credits to get more spotlights yeah right? that's um, the idea yeah so they addressed the, this by the way they, they the... actually said that they they said someone directly asked what you're asking which is does it oh. encourage us to hoard more yeah and their response was basically well, it does encourage hoarding the spotlights for you know what you want of a particular week. They're saying it's it encourages less overall hoarding that people were doing before, where they'd hold every box until a series drop happened. So they you're you're pretty right on the money, and they literally came out and said, yes, we know this is encourages some hoarding, but we think a small amount is an acceptable amount, and if if people end up hoarding too much. We'll consider, you know, if we have to make changes to the system or whatever. That's uh, basically the gist of it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. For someone that's kind of not really understood everything, it's save spotlight caches, it's... open them in fours, and wait to do it until there's a week that'll have things that, that I want. And it so is I so actually... bad for the casual player. It's so bad. Yeah, because they're they're not gonna min max, so they'll they'll get less than someone who like if you got two free to play gamers and one is just opening things as they get them and one's kind of doing all these things. I wonder how like what the divergence is between their collections, but certainly the one who's not optimizing will will be worse for the wear. A hundred percent, and I I love uh, Amzo Dragon's uh, comment here. It doesn't encourage us hoarding the other boxes because they're garbage. <laughs> Well, they're and garbage it's... right now. That's why zombies before what you're saying yeah. is like even more intriguing to me because like really what you're what you're saying, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but the way I interpret it is, yeah, they're worthless right now, but they've changed the economy so many times that maybe maybe I'll be rewarded. It's like winning the lottery, right? So I may as well I don't need 50 collector tokens, yeah. so I'm just going to never open another cash Inspired again. Inspired you know by what? Ocean Mud. Ocean Mud. I don't All know right. if you guys heard about this. So Ocean Mud, he has been the free-to-play guy in Snap, and I really uh, I value his self-restraint in terms of he has holded his resources uh, or held his resources since the token shop came out. The only time he opened 
boxes is when a series drop would happen and cards would move down to series three, he would open enough boxes to get the new drops and then he would continue saving. And he said it multiple times. The whole point of this was he was confident they were eventually going to change the economy and he thought he could benefit from it. And I'm trying to remember <laughs> now the he exact... has eight, like eight million had... spotlight caches. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact number. He has a full collection now, by the way, um, post update. Wow. Uh, and he has, I think, oh God, it was like 60 or 70,000 tokens and like tens Damn. of thousands of gold. Like, and that's yeah. obviously the, the most insane case scenario, right? Like, I respect his resolve because he di- he's been holding since November of last year or something. Uh, so, like, that's, that's like, nine months. That's a long time. It is. Most of the time, Snap has been out for most people. Right. Uh, and so, uh, but I do want to mention this uh, and say I don't necessarily suggest everyone to do what i'm doing here because the main reason i'm doing it is because i have a a dragon's horde of tokens stored up uh i have like fifty thousand tokens. holy crap dude (laughs) wow so i can i can ignore the new system a little bit easier than other people can uh because i have a lot of tokens that let me buy what I want. And so I don't have to rely as heavily on the spotlight caches. Whereas most players who aren't spending much money on the game or didn't spend much money in the past, you probably are going to need to open those for the credits so you can keep getting your spotlight caches. Even if, you know, the tokens don't really feel as good. I think people are still going, people probably should still open them for the credits so you can still get your spotlight caches. Now, I mean, if you have a lot of resources saved up, maybe you can consider doing what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm kind of just interested in doing it as an experiment. Um, but it's, because uh, I've got to say, seeing that 50 pop out of the box, it, it, it feels like I'm just getting slapped in the face. And we we all said it, we all tried to warn them. But by the time we were giving feedback about it, it sounds like the system was already pretty decided upon. Uh, So take that for what you will. But it is very unfortunate, and I hope they change it because I I, the the normal boxes never felt that exciting to open to me after a certain point in the collection. Like, yeah, you're getting your tokens, getting you closer to a card, but it never it just wasn't as exciting as it used to be. Right. And now it feels even less exciting. Uh, and maybe that's a problem with high collection level and having most of the stuff. And maybe that's why they don't want a lot of people getting there, but it's a, another topic. I could see though, like if you didn't need to open them, like if you weren't missing stuff or whatever, yeah, like before I was just doing it for the tokens, mainly if I needed mm. some extra tokens, whereas now it's like the token amount is so small. I will get more tokens by just slowly buying a variant every now and again in the store and getting that, you know, 2k bonus tokens or something that'll happen a lot faster, I think, than getting, you know, 50 at a, t- at a time or the rare 100 tokens, you know, well, and then you benefit if they say, say there's there's like massive complaining that people don't like collectors caches with 50 tokens in them. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, all right we heard you we'll, we'll make the lowest 100 again. You just benefit, right? Yeah. Not, not that they're yeah. going to do that. Like, well, you don't. 
I mean, I mean, we I don't, don't know, know that they're going to do that, but we don't know that they're not going to do that. I mean, yeah. I, I think that they've changed things at such a frequency that you know, there's there's a certain uh, fluidity, right? It's not mm-hmm. necessarily stable. So I'm not I'm not being negative. I think that that whether you think it'll be a good or a bad change or something in between, it's almost certain that something will change. And you know, you just as easily could get punished as rewarded for 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 hoarding. It's but a I gamble. Mean, in your case, you've got you've got you know. Can enough. you though? I I actually don't know if I agree with that. I don't think I don't think you can how, just as easily. How do you? How does it? How does it punish you? Well, like, if they make it, something worse, right? If they make the if they oh, make I guess. The but if they make something the... worse, I'll just do what we did last time and just rip them all before. What if they? The what if they figure out a way to stop that from happening? Zombies to force like, an update like every single other tcg I don't, I don't on the know. market like, <laughs> that's look. i mean snap is an anomaly in this respect right like magic hearthstone i, I don't really know about like Yu-Gi-Oh, I, but i assume all those other card games they force the update upon you snap does too but they give you like a a few Heart- day leeway and hearthstone that's gave you a little that. hearthstone gave you a little leeway too at least he used to i don't know if it still does but oh, uh, maybe they, it does yeah but maybe they could they could they could turn that they could flip that switch force everyone to at, at, at that point they don't have to do it that way that's that's uh configurable so i i don't know i'm just saying like it, it, it if history if past performance is a good indicator of future mm-hmm. returns you will be rewarded for saving your your caches but past gains don't necessarily guarantee future returns so True. there's still an element yeah. of risk i think the risk is relatively small um I, I think that the final assessment here is that the the new the new system is about what we expected. I think that the lack of duplicate protection is probably worse than most of us assumed, but it's still That's the biggest pain point by a lot. Yeah. Um, so far, I've heard zero people like that. Anybody that got a duplicate and then uh-huh. flipped it for a. Uh, nobody's been happy everybody has been disappointed every single person that i've seen has been like yeah it feels bad like got something bad that they didn't want i got a cable variant in place of kitty pride duplicate protection would be um well would be something although it the only game that offers robust duplicate protection in these types of situations is hearthstone right yeah, and it didn't <laughs> under it under didn't, Broad's didn't, watch. It wasn't a thing. <laughs> didn't they didn't for a long time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think they're gonna have to tweak something with that. Whether that means they do give us duplicate protection or not, I think it is very, very clear. The weakest part of this system is that random duplic- series yeah. four and five slot, and it's because of the duplicate protection. And I think if there's one thing they improve about it, it's got to be something to do with that because. Uh, it's it's just like you you can't hype up this new system that's supposed to be getting people excited for more cards, and then you have a bunch of people who open their one spotlight cache. They rip, and this can happen to you even if you don't have a ton of series four and five. It's less likely, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. Um, because there's always gonna be somebody who loses the odds out there, right? And so if you're missing, you know, most of series five and a lot of series four, and you just happen to rip one you already have and you get a random variant you probably don't even like, I, I don't think you're walking away from that with second dinner's motto of, oh man, they're giving more cards to more players. It's yeah. like you're not the the reality does not line up with the marketing slogan. So 
Yeah, I I, I agree. Now, there was an additional change. Um, and before I segue, I'm doing such a poor job of it. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the new, the revamped, I don't even know if you can call it that, but we'll call it that, the revamped variant uh, shop. But before we yes. kind of talk a little bit about that, any any other final experiences, thoughts? Just, uh, I, I, I don't know. Just, I, I wish that this system was a bit like more clear to uh, casual players because I think they're the people who are going to potentially suffer the most from this just by uh, ripping things as you get them. And I think you, we're not going to see a full we're not going to see the full impact of how people feel about this right away because this week everyone is still riding the high of oh i saved my boxes for a month and i actually got to engage with the system a lot and i got things i wanted and now not yeah. everyone had that happen but a lot of people did and those okay. people are probably happier right now than they were under the old system but i think it's the the true test of this system is going to be august or i think the real test is going to be september where if the, the currently data mined cards end up being accurate and there's a powerful card every week, I think you are going to see uh, the the real frustration emerge out of the system because people uh, you're going to get a lot of people who do gamble that one cash hoping they get the new card and then not get what they want and then be upset about it. I think mm. you're going to see a lot of that in either next month or more likely September. Uh but for now, a lot, and also this isn't even accounting for all the people who are upset that they didn't do the trick to double dip because they feel like they missed out. And uh, oh, Snap uses yeah, a whole no. lot of FOMO in the game, and so when you already have like a FOMO focused game, uh, of course your players are going to be feeling that FOMO when they feel like they got left out of something just because they did the normal thing you think to do of oh it's patch day i should update the game yeah I, I i don't know i to me i don't even really there people people can be the worst uh but as for the system i feel like they're playing three card monty with me it's like if i go to the grocery <laughs> yeah. store to buy like a head of lettuce and i get to the cash register and like they they put a board down with like three three cups and a ball like i it's just <laughs> i I don't know, like... No, I love that analogy. That's the, actually kind of fantastic. I, I just, you know, it's whatever. So far, well, you so know far... It it's, it's... It's... We just, have to jump through more hoops for agency. Yeah. And yeah, it's just... It's so frustrating, especially as a, a long-term, like, beta player. The, the number one thing, and I really can't emphasize this enough... The number one piece of feedback and the number one thing we wanted in the beta was a sense of agency. Because for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, you probably do know if you started at launch, the token shop wasn't a thing. They hadn't had new releases really figured out outside of the season pass. They tried something really bad that didn't work and almost sunk the game in beta. Um, but the... Yeah. the the thing is, like, we wanted agency. I did my whole pool three without the token shop, and it sucked. It was not yeah, fun. I... I did not enjoy it as a card game player. The yeah. fact that I didn't have access to Magneto when I try wanted to play a Magneto deck uh, or whatever other card. Or just Destroy was Dark. a... Hella was actually a big one for me. I really wanted to play Dark Hella. Dark times. 
And Dark times. The, we finally got agency in the token shop, and though it was far from perfect, it was really, you know, a step towards giving players more choice in building their collection. And it feels like ever since that first token shop update, they have tried to, like, claw the agency back away from the player base. And I'll be totally honest, if if they tried to do that in the beta, I don't think people would have stood for it because the beta was comprised of mainly card game players. But now that it's launched, and I'm just going to say it, most of their audience, I don't think, is card game players, or not like players who played card games in the past. Yeah, that's, sure... that's part of it. Jules made a good point in the chat. Uh, you have So you have non-card game gamers, and you've got those that have fallen victim to sunk cost, or they've... Oh yeah, sunk they've, cost they've, or or the third one, and I don't remember who said this. I think it was someone also in the chat, so apologies that I can't remember, but it is very insightful. There are people that have attached their own identity that's so intertwined with this game now that they feel that that not not everyone, but but a but a subset will will just do anything to to try and spin the good out of it because they're so invested, not monetarily, but emotionally or with their yeah, brand yeah. oh yeah. we get to talk about the people who defend the company making business decisions based on comic book lore my favorite topic <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's it's true though it's it's like and oh, this gosh. isn't a phenomenon unique to marvel snap this no is but it seems very every game yeah but, but it seems elevated here it seems more pronounced yeah it, it's more pronounced because the cost is higher, so the sunk cost fallacy is deeper. Um, it's the time cost too, right? It's not just yeah. money cost; it's how much time and uh, you spend in the game. You spend reading stuff about the game, and it's. Uh, I, I I saw another streamer talking about this the other night, and I really, really, uh, I really liked the way they explained it. Where it's like people because they get the, they tie up their identity in something they like so much. When you're critiquing that thing, a lot of people take that as you're personally attacking them because they're viewing that as like a slight on a part of who they are. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, that's not what we're trying to do. You know, we're not saying other people are wrong for feeling differently or you don't have to agree with any of the, the different takes you see out there. But it's like some people just take it so personally that someone feels differently than they do about the thing that they like and they want to reinforce that their beliefs are right by telling the other person that they're wrong and that just leads to a lot of pointless arguing where people end up not really arguing a legitimate point but just trying to defend their own predetermined like notion about the game or their feelings rather than actually engage in a discussion it's like you're talking past the person rather than having like an actual back and forth discussion and that's what i i find very tiring and have tried to disengage from because he it's it's very hard to get through to people like that uh and yep. it's i i really think it is a, a pretty big issue in gaming in general and not even just gaming in a lot of hobbies uh, uh but i think you're right it feels a bit more pronounced in this game compared to like other card games i've played in the past even though it certainly is prevalent there too Serious question. So Second Dinner just announced that they are working on a second game, uh, unrelated second game that is mystery as of right now, right? Uh -huh. So 
how does that make you feel about like is there any trepidation like hey are they going to divert resources from snap to focus on this other thing like it's a good question or are they just going to hire more people i mean it doesn't it doesn't bother me because like you know does it bother you that when you're playing hearthstone there's another team working on diablo like you know well no is... but but they're well, legitimately a, a very small company Blizzard's right it's like, like an 80 billion dollar company and yeah second well there is not second dinner's charging you 30 dollars for 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 a pretty picture so they, they they're pretty flush oh i know uh, i'm not saying they're not making cash they're they're so, making good money for the the mobile game no but I, think I, 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 I i i look at that as just a company expanding and you know yeah, I, I think that I'm it's not bothered by it if anything for those that are worried about it i'd actually be encouraged by it because if if all second dinner was going to do was snap right we already see it declining and and you know i mean it could have a long lifespan but the only trajectory for it now is down or maintain so eventually like it's there's going to need to be something else to to keep their business viable so the longer their business is viable um the longer they'll want to keep snap alive because you know you know, even might not be their primary money maker it's still it still has um, a user base it still makes money maybe not as much as it once did and the investment they make in it isn't isn't as large right so i i think that that i don't know it, it as for would it would it divert resources i mean given how much iteration they do on their versioning because of bugs i'm not sure they that there there's much to take away right it already seems like they're pretty i, I this is an assumption on my part yeah, but I, my perceptions that they're already pretty lean yeah i don't think it's gonna have a major impact on the game as a whole but i mean it's impossible to know for sure uh, yeah it's just uh i mean i i'm curious to see what other stuff comes out of the studio because economy stuff aside none of us would be here if we didn't feel like they made a very enjoyable game uh that that we were paying 20 and 30 dollar jpegs for i i hope those last as long as possible and who knows maybe uh the reverse could be true where their their new project ends up supplementing snap down the line <laughs> what if their new project is hearthstone 2 blizzard, <laughs> blizzard subcontracted it out how funny yeah, right. would that uh, that's not happening but but it no, would be funny if it i think did. <laughs> they I, I think they specified a little bit about the type of game i think it might be an rpg or something so uh, i don't know watch out star rail you've got some competition <laughs> coming did you see concerns mom tweet about it basically being nfts and i was like yeah that was really funny i was like yeah yeah oh yeah i guess i just spent twenty dollars for a, a little spider-man picture <laughs> but you like, don't but you don't own it you don't even have the illusion of owning it right so that that's the difference you don't have this that's like, just hot... modern gaming though right like yeah it's, unfortunately snap is or uh, or is your snap compare. account is your snap account the blockchain in this equation so you literally just did buy an nft oh my um, god i oh, all right let's move on they made an additional change along with the the caches mm. that wasn't announced and kind of begs the question why because i think oh, well man, aside from some very specific <laughs> aside from some prickly pears uh it was mostly well received so the variant shop was changed in a couple of ways so the first way is that um, now it presents you with eight variants instead of six, oh. um, th which 
Okay, great. We've been asking for this for months. So I mean, I would have awesome. liked, I would have liked twelve or fifteen, but okay, you know, fear mongering, fear mongering. <laughs> um, the other interesting change is that it seems, although I think this might have been confirmed, they're prioritizing um, newer variants to show up in everyone's shop. So with yes. the change. Um, they released some new Dan Hip variants for some popular characters like Odin and Psylocke, and they appeared in everyone's shop. Now that all of the new variants that were introduced into the game have been shown, um, I think I, I think our shops are starting to look quite a bit different with all the random stuff that we don't have. Yeah, it was uh, so, like an so, influx of new ones for the first yeah. few days, right? And now it's back to normal. And they even said, well, it's working a little too good because everyone was noticing like, oh, our shops look a lot similar. Everybody like, had the same, same one. Shop, yeah. Except for the ones on the bottom were different, but the top five were all the same. And Yeah, and uh, so they're gonna, they're already going to change that. Well, hopefully not too much. Um, the other change is that, um, as you can see in the, the picture on screen, for those watching, in the top left corner, you have the premium mystery variant. This drives me crazy, um, but in case you forgot what that was, because we talked about it at length earlier in the show, it is a non-pixel variant that could either be one of the 700 uh, or 1200 gold variant uh, gold variant variants it's just not a pixel it's just not a pixel just just not a pixel or an ultimate oh right 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 right. right. so that's what it is you can buy those for 800 so it's kind of like it's a little more than 700 uh, but there's a specific i didn't know about this until someone pointed out to me Mm -hmm. this isn't truly random uh the mystery variant so you're allotted i i think 10 or 20 20. of them a week 20? 20 okay yeah they there there actually is a specific breakdown on this that I did not know about. Hmm. Uh, wow. In every ten mystery variants, mm-hmm. I think it's seven or seven hundreds and three or twelve hundreds. It's not totally random. You're not oh, just you're not. Like it's a not a random timer. chance at anything. It's 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 set. I mean, there is a random chance. Well, you could rip one and pull that twelve hundred, and then hey, maybe you're ahead four hundred if uh, that's a variant you wanted, but. I think that's important to mention because, you know, if some people are thinking, oh, I can just gamble my 800 and get 1200s consistently. I mean, is it technically possible? Sure. But there there is an actual uh, it's six or seven hundred and three or twelve hundred. But how how does that that doesn't divide into 20? I don't I don't know. So it sounds like it's not as random as all that. And so, um, you know, a lot of people would say, well, why would I why would I why would I? do this it's not worth well the reason why you may consider it is because now every week uh, every time you purchase something from a variant shop there's a counter above the variant shop that begins to fill out Um, once you make 10 purchases in the variant shop you then get access to um, exchanging it for the weekly reward so last week we had our first weekly reward and it was 2,000 collector tokens and I think this is it's staying this way too. Oh, uh, it is. Isn't... What was the other? And a, and a, and a premium mystery. Yeah, variant. it gives you a premium mystery variant and two thousand collectors tokens every time you buy ten uh, variants in the shop. Uh, and yeah. they also threw in as a bonus any variants you bought in the last thirty days from the shop counted towards your current total so for me when i updated the game and logged in it said nine out of ten purchases towards my next reward yeah mine was full (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's oh, like really? just, it's yeah. kind of like a punch card system where the game yeah. is now rewarding you a bit if you're spending money on or gold on the uh, the variants. If collectors' tokens are as hard to come by as as uh... yeah, this was this is huge for getting yeah. more tokens. I mean, obviously, it's not cheap to get it. As let's say you buy the cheapest, uh, all seven hundred cheapest ones you can. That's still seven thousand gold, which is you know most of it's almost a hundred dollars of in-game currency, right? Yep. So it's not cheap at all. But and I think they explained the the reasoning for the change was basically we wanted people to feel like they weren't really getting punished for going after variants they really liked. So this little bonus of, hey, I can actually get something that can help me with card acquisition just for spending gold on something I already wanted to kind of incentivizes people to buy variants more. Um, and this has been received incredibly well as like it's kind of just a free bonus right like you don't lose out on anything by not engaging with it but it's a net positive to the people who are already engaging with it but that's what makes it even crazier to me that they did not like mention this feature at all they didn't advertise it they didn't put it in the patch notes it, it people just open their shop and they're like huh something's different um and i just don't understand how in a game where most of the time when they're adding a positive thing, it's because, you know, a negative impact is happening somewhere else. How can you not advertise something that is just like a net win? Like, is that not the easiest thing to advertise ever? Say so like, hey, we're doing something purely good that's going to make people who are already... And they, they've got to care about the people who are buying variants because that's part of how they're monetizing their game, right? These variants aren't cheap. They're pretty expensive for a JPEG or an animated JPEG. And it's just, uh, uh, it's crazy to me how this was something they didn't feel like was worth advertising. I just don't get it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the way that I look at it is it's two more a day, maybe a better chance of seeing the new ones. And I'm going to get a little bit of extra reward for something that I was doing anyways. Does it mean I'm going to spend... It doesn't mean I'm going to get the 2,000 tokens every week. I don't think so, because that's like, you know. And this doesn't reset, by the way. You don't yeah. need to buy 10 in a week. It, Correct. Your progress stays forever. So if I yeah. bought one this month, and then three months later I bought another one, I'm at 2 out of 10. It never resets. That was one thing a few people were a little concerned about. The only thing that resets is you can only claim the reward once a week. There so you go. So for the, the high roller Omega Whales who are buying all the variants, you can't just you know, buy all your shop in a day and then get 2K tokens in another variant and keep repeating uh, yeah. as, as much money as it would print the company. That That's not how the system works. Yeah, so I, I think that, that our feedback on this was pretty much positive. I, I, th I think I think it's a good change. I'd like, I think they could still do better with the variant shop, but I mean, I guess I'll take it. Hey, it's just a it's just a more a bigger chance of of us getting something that we want, right? That's um, the big takeaway, I think. Like the fact that, I mean, we were all pretty excited to see new variants and whatnot, and I I picked up a few of them. Like uh, people get excited about looking at the new variants. I mean, look at Marvel Snap Twitter. Like half of it is, hey, like this X times, and I'll set my money on fire for this cool variant. Oh um, man. I, I i am not uh yeah i i know people engage with it but like ugh. but that's because people clearly like the variants yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot and so 
the fact that we can finally have a better chance of getting a variant on release is awesome. Like, I like I play the game a lot. I play the game effectively as a job right now. And one of the reasons I didn't play Kitty Pride as much for a while when she came back was because I think the base art is ugly as sin. And I just <laughs> didn't get a Kitty variant. And I was like, well, it's stupid, but it made me want to play the card less. And uh, when when they could make your shop better and have a chance to make more money off of it, it's like, why wouldn't you? So uh, this is a very welcome change to me because, like, I mean, I wanted the Agatha there for forever. I think that's the, the best Agatha with the, the big Dan Hip kitty cat eyes. I love that to death. That was a, that was an Insta buy for me. Um, and the and the fact that it shows up when it releases, you know, they're just getting that money faster rather than maybe not getting that money at all. Because with how many variants are in the game, who knows when it would show up naturally? Yeah. You know that there's someone who's going to click on that on that premium mystery, freaking. Oh, I've already 20, seen people doing it and times. do it for for content, like yeah. ripping five of them, and that's uh, crazy that... though. Like, I mean, I have no sympathy for that. Like, okay, I I, yeah. I ran the numbers while we were doing this, and it's less than I thought because there's so many variants. Now it might be mm -hmm. slightly skewed because I didn't realize it was including unreleased cards, but but they're start some of them are, have been released since, so it's hard to actually tell. But like, yeah. It, Long story short, like you have a twenty percent chance of getting a pixel, which, uh, Nate, which seems low, but like it's... it might be even lower. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. So some of the variants don't have classifications, right? It Did it you might include those. Well, so I went to Snap Fan and they break it down into into categories, and so my spreadsheet has. Okay. 67 different categories. Pixel, Dan Hip, Chibi, Baby, Max, Greg, Peach, Momoko, Venomize, 3099. Anyways, there's f 67 different categories. And a wow. lot of them only have like two in them, two, three, right. four in them. Yeah. And, and so those are like too low to even quantify. So the total number is 1,054, according to SnapFan, right? Wow. And of those, so 1,054... Just to make yeah, it's my math is correct. I did it on a spreadsheet, so I didn't have to. Two hundred and fourteen of them are pixels, which is twenty percent. Hundred twenty-seven are Dan Hip, so twelve percent. I mean, one in a five is is like. I mean, of That's, course, we yeah. always joke about getting a pixel. It, it's like you throw in a little old-fashioned variance, and like you could just get like four pixels in a row. That wouldn't be so outrageous. No. You know? So this is slightly skewed because this this is based on their classification system and so it, it can be wrong or they have like for example they have um like panda art has three but but then if i scroll up a little bit panda art studio has seven and they classify them separately but it's actually like they just it's the same artist they have 10 whatever mm -hmm. um and there's a but but like i'm just looking for a ballpark but this is actual math here 214 out of 1054 20 percent um one out of five chance of getting a pixel so there you go um so when you click on that mystery variant you have a one out of five chance of getting a pixel well no and you don't right like because a you... lot more it feels <laughs> but, but like 110 percent chance and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna put this to scientific test after i'm gonna buy that bundle and i'm gonna get a pixel and it will be proven empirically on this stream <laughs> thus making it true 100 percent of the time or uh, 100 of the time. oh i did have one question before we moved on 
And uh-huh. I, I think you answered it earlier, zombies, but I, I thought it might be interesting for mm-hmm. people who were not interested. So a lot of times on the show, I'll bring up my son who who loves to play, it, but is basically free to play minus he's been buying the monthly pass because it's like crazy not to almost because you miss out on the card. Um, he He loves Dan Hip and he wants Jeff so bad. I felt so bad because Jeff was in his shop and he thought he pinned it and then he must have like unpinned it accidentally. Oh no. And it's like, oh, we got to watch for it to come back and try to pin it again, hopefully. But so say, say I want a, I mean, this, this is a great example because it's coming up in September. I want the Jeff hip or Jeff Jeff hip, the the, the Dan (laughs) hip. All right. The Dan hip Jeff variant, but I don't own Jeff yet. Like, what do I got to do? Right. I have to essentially like if I don't own it and I try to get it, it gives you the base card first, right? Correct. So you have two options. There are two simple options that you can you can do here. Uh, you either have to ho- hoard eight caches, eight spotlights oh my ahead God. of time. Now you won't necessarily have to use all eight. You might well, hire a gamble, only but use yeah. five. But at max, it would take you eight total because you'd get all four things of that week. And then once you get the initial four, the spotlights are there. Um, and so basically, you either have to get eight spotlights or you suck it up and you buy the card with tokens. And then you need four spotlights to not have to gamble. Well, and now that they're really only giving uh, 50 tokens at a time, it is very difficult to come up with 6,000 tokens. Just saying. Yeah. It will probably take about six or seven months. Good Lord. <laughs> I See, think this... is the math people did. Um, Why so... couldn't they be like normal people and just sell us the oh, card? <laughs> uh, you know that that's like nate nate finally hit the breaking point he's tired of playing three card money it's not yeah, even me because i got it a long time ago i know yeah it's no, so complicated you, it's, it's and you know someone out there is gonna like not they're gonna they're gonna foul it up and it's gonna be devastating and uh, well anyways. i just like i'm trying to i'm trying to like manage my own sure? account and my yeah. kid's account at the same time in a way that's not going to spend money on his because like he, he didn't have that money and I don't have the money to be doing this on two accounts, let alone one. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. And I mean, best case scenario, maybe, and this is probably a lot of copium. Maybe Jeff goes to series four and then he costs less tokens and then he can buy them for three K and get the variant. But, uh, truthfully, the, probably the best answer as bad as it feels is basically uh start saving religiously and hope you can get eight before jeff week Mm -hmm. i I, you'd have to math it out to see if that's possible i well i'm not even sure if it is well we'll we'll see my hope is that we can high roll somehow i'm still kind of in that blue train camp that jeff is is going to be announced as the first like big big jeff big jeff right (laughs) like We've just decided to keep Jeff at 6k because he's Jeff. Also, how are they? It's so, it's so, I mean, blue called it. Blue train was right. I said it. Uh, the most important thing that safety blade heard that day was that (laughs) I was right. I was adamant that Dan hip Jeff was not going to end up as a spotlight or an ultimate or whatever, uh, a higher 
price bearing. It's so good. Look at it. How could it? How could well, it's it not, not about the quality of it? I I'm how basing could it, not? it off of the fact that the majority of Dan hip variants, uh, maybe even all of them, I don't know this for sure, uh, but I feel like most Dan hips are 700 in the store. They're like they are. So, they are. So they like are. The, the story of the variants is this: at launch of Snap, or even during the beta, it's almost like they overestimated the value of the pixels and underestimated Dan the Dan hip art. People love, like, there are people that don't like it, but I think the majority of people really enjoy them. Uh, mm -hmm. I know I do. And, you know, some are better than others. There's a lot. Most of them are really good. But Jeff has got to be, like, the best one, right? Like, I, I if not the best one, then, then top. Then I, top I love three. it, but, like, I, I really... The thing with Jeff is he has other really good variants um mm -hmm. and yeah i own both of his other good ones but so, let's be real when you make the the big jeff clickbait video which variant are you going to showcase <laughs> the thumbnail that's fair that's fair there there's a reason that it, that jeff is like the the snap discord jeff emote right it's it's because it's great it is it is very good um I'm just really surprised. I mean, it's not the first time they're charging more for it. Like we can think back to the, uh, we can think back to the Moon Girl Devil Dino Dan Hips, and that was actually a more expensive bundle that didn't have great value. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think. I I didn't hesitate. I it was like the I hesitated, button. but I caved. <laughs> uh, they're both my favorite by far. They're um, really good for that card. but it was more expensive. Yeah. And I'm just like, why yeah, are they doing this to the Dan Hip ones when they're normal? Because they under they underestimated the 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 desire, right? The they're using market based economics to price the variants, right? So you know, or or card drops. People like Hit Monkey. Well, Hit Monkey is going to be the first big monkey. I I don't know. <laughs> so... He already is the first big monkey, and oh. <laughs> I don't want to derail too much on it, but I... I'm trying oh, to be very judicious with my spending on this game and not buy a bunch of should. variants. I think I like the Dan Hip ones, and I think what gets me the most is because I don't love... It's so funny because I like the dark stuff, right? I like the null variants. I like the... The, the Venom The Venom yeah. ones. And, and then, like, the Dan Hip. Like, but I think one thing that gets me so much with the Dan Hip is they look amazing when you split them because... They're like made to have not like no background, right? You can swap it out and it it looks great. And there's so many that you could like my dream one day is to have a deck that's like all by the same artist or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like all Dan Hip would be amazing. Like I just think it would be cool to to be able to like theme them out right like like that. And the way that they've got these set up, you can't really do that because um okay, there's 11 winter vacation cards and there's um 10 luchador cards and uh five band cards like so my dream of making a deck with everybody in the band ain't happening right <laughs> but if i want to make a pixel deck i could probably do it or a dan hip deck getting pretty close i just saw galactus so <laughs> it's getting there um that's so why you know yeah, yeah, they're really hoping people forget about the badges. Oh, yeah. Badges. Oh man, those those stupid no, badges no, got me never. to buy 
they got you to buy Bast for 6K and they got me to buy it was Ghost for 6K. Right? Isn't it Ghost, I think? Or well, I don't I didn't remember. buy Ghost no. for the badge. I bought Ghost because I just wanted to play the card. Valkyrie was one where I knew Valkyrie wasn't very good at the time and I bought it anyway because of that stupid the idea i liked the idea of like a, a little first edition badge and now here we are eight months later and well the only news we've heard is sometime in the last two or three months they're like we're working on it right now actually it's like oh i actually <laughs> don't like the idea of the badge like where are they gonna put it there's no room that's what i'm wondering i love the idea of it but i don't know how you and i don't know how you wonder... do it in a way that doesn't look bad so i have I have a hypothesis. They'll have mm -hmm. to give it a unique animation, like a crackle or something like that. Because, like, yeah, I'm just wondering. You you don't want to have it obscure the art. Yeah. Um, no, I'll tell you. I mean, as a as a graphic designer, right? There is no real estate. There is none. You you can't well, like if I stick like a, a big like stamp card, on it, maybe. But then that messes with it obscures uh, the art, especially yeah, it if you do with like a. Like what if you do like a like a like a Kirby crackle type effect, but a special one for first edition? You could do it. You could do it with a border. You could do it with a crackle. But I like think most people would be satisfied with that. I don't. I don't know who. I, I. I don't. Honestly, with all the other problems we have, like I really don't care anymore. Yeah, it's a. You know? It's a. It's a drop in the bucket. You know, it'll happen when it happens. And if it's bad, we'll complain about it. More maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe they'll demo it in the brand new PC client. Yeah, huh. they'll have more real we'll estate. But I'm very curious to see how they manage to do it because, like, that's something you really don't want to mess up on the first attempt, especially when it's taken so long. Because the whole point of this is to make people feel like they they weren't lighting their money on fire, spending more to get a card earlier, and feel justified in their purchase. Or Can whatever. I? That's, that's the concept, right? So. If we take a, a very quick jaunt down memory lane to the time when Hearthstone announced that it was working on tournament mode, oh, classic. and then about Good old days. how long did it take them? Maybe a year uh, or so. I think it was well over a year before they came when out they said, yeah, it scrapped announced. Uh, yeah, so that thing that we said that we were doing. At least I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It was, it, a was long time. it was a long time. It was not. Yeah, it was not uh, fast. The moral of the story is, like, don't promise something that you can't fulfill. Like, if if you want to do it, yeah. like, do it. But but make sure that you can do it because they made so many people upset over that. The players like, will not forget. The no. players will not forget. Oh, I think man. if they drop the first edition badges, I think there'll be less people upset than there was when they dropped the Hearthstone tournament mode, but oh, maybe, I agree maybe with you, I'm wrong. Yeah, it, I, oh yeah. But 100%. it's still, it'll be a small, the thing is, it'll be a much smaller part of people, but they'll be really playing with fire. Cause the people they'll be making angry are probably the biggest spenders on their game. This is and true. Those are the people you do not want to make the most angry. Yeah. Like the five I, people that bought Howard, the duck would be a good. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, exactly. It's just like, I, I, Speaking from my experience, given all the stuff that has happened with the game, it has drastically damaged my consumer confidence and like wanting to spend money on the game. And I spent a lot of money on the game since I played it. And I just don't feel that impulse anymore because I don't feel like it's it's supporting something that I feel good about mm -hmm. anymore. Like 
uh, I, it doesn't mean I'm spending zero dollars on the game, but I'm not spending very very much at all compared to what I used to, and it's purely because of I don't like decisions being made, and I don't want to reinforce it. Yeah, yeah, it's really that simple. I'm I'm leaning hard on that two thousand gold a month I get for being a sellout. Dude. Well, uh, if, right. you, if you uh, don't start selling out a little harder, uh, maybe you won't even have that windfall anymore. I know, so, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They'll take it away when they hear what I have to say. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, oh, when no. the minders when the minders <laughs> listen to the podcast, you'll be censored. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Just delete you'll... this part. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, edit it. we'll edit it and post Throwing it. Throwing some Myrtle like, sounds, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it'll, so... It'll be like uh, the, the, the series. Yeah. Um, anyways right all right we're an hour deep so let, let i'm gonna just push yeah, us on to these cards so on. we have a new card jean gray jean gray is out she is a three energy three power card with ongoing players must play their first card here each turn if possible what do we think mm-hmm. what do we think blue let me hit you up first I was really first impressions scared. yeah yeah i was really scared about this card like i i was like testing all the decks that i could conceivably play enchantress in in anticipation of of hating this card and that um, didn't even work <laughs> well i so that's fixed think, now but so gene gray is really good but i didn't even realize the interaction didn't work because while it's strong i don't think it yet i don't think it's breaking anything yet uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the decks that are quite good can mitigate the effect to some extent sure there's some cute things you can do with it but it's not exactly you know it's a combo right if you combo gene with another card like that's not easy to do when you play usually you know six cards mm-hmm. a game on average so i i think i think it's a good good card an interesting effect um strong but not broken i am worried that it could still potentially um warp the meta and i have in an in unhealthy ways right now i think it's okay would i pay six thousand tokens or four caches on this card i didn't i know a lot did i think given the amount of play it's still seeing a week after its release or near a week after its release i think that bodes pretty well for for it being a reasonable investment it's not like it's not like ghost when we played it for like two hours and then we kind of put ghost in the back of the collection for a couple months so we tried so hard we we tried <laughs> we tried the hardest with ghost it was so tragic so um, yeah. this card is well, i bought this card and i'll tell you why I, I mean i thought that it would be cool i like the idea of the effect cuz i i like the kind of control decks i hit infinite this month with a control build and um i, I you know i, I kind of like that lane lock type style and i thought oh, this could probably do some of that stuff but the the what really kind of tipped the scale for me was that I was seeing all these reports on day one of these broken interactions with her and goose and with her and, Oh gosh, I don't know what other cards, but, but I was like, Oh, this was the main offender. It was, if you, if you had goose in a gene lane and your opponent didn't have any cards that cost three or less, they just couldn't play the game. They could not play any cards anywhere. Um, uh, and well, so, yeah, people that was are still thing. running like Gene and Goose in the same deck, which is yes, kind of funny. It doesn't work anymore, though. They have fixed it via hot fix. So I, I actually had someone. I have a question about this today. They like added me on Twitter, and we're like, "Wait, 
how can I play Doom outside of the gene lane uh, when, you know, Gene's uh, there and I have a space missing and there was a goose? And I basically told him, like, yeah, this was a bug before it would lock because their hand was all uh, four or more. Mm -mm. I was like, yeah, this was a bug. They fixed it. But before it would just lock you out of the game. He wouldn't be able to play anything. Uh, that's that's what the, the if possible line of the text is meaning. Um, and they... Then, yeah, they have this uh, track record of of um, how do I put it nicely, but like bungling releases, right? And I thought, here's my thinking, okay, and this maybe this is flawed thinking, but like there there've been so many flubs on like opening day that my thought process went like this: Hmm, I'm seeing these reports that this card is causing a broken interaction. I wonder if this is another Kitty Pride. It's going to yep. be here for a day or two and get pulled and then everyone's going to get it for free later and I'll get my 6,000 tokens back. And I was like, eh, eh, eh. like I had just opened like all of these boxes like, ah, why not? And so I just did it. Um, and of course, then they go and hotfix everything. But like, uh, yeah, so it's fine now but yeah i think your line of thinking makes sense there right like if they did it with kitty and that was game breaking uh, this well it was a, as game breaking but it, you never know it there was a gamble more interaction it was a gamble i mean it's it, it, if something like that creates almost like a what do you want to call it like an exploit or like a cheat right then mm -hmm. they have to either fix it right away or just disable it um i think the big thing with kitty is that when they disabled it, the plan was to bring it back in a, in a day or two. And then it was like, Oh, Oh, yeah. it, it, it's not, it was it's, a bigger thing, bigger undertaking to fix it. Right. I think to blues point the, the car, like the big bad deck right now is bounce, which doesn't really care about gene. Right. Because we play yeah. so many cards each turn that like, fine, I'll play my kitty pride in the gene lane. And then I can play everything else wherever I want to. Um, but I think that there's a lot of potential here in the card. I don't think that it's broken at all, but it can be a little bit annoying. I love that like Jeff just doesn't care. I, just, I play where I want to. Oh um, yeah. I want to mention that interaction because it's not the most intuitive, but it's really interesting. Yeah, please so do. If you have, if you have Jeff uh, in your hand and either you're Jean Grey or the opponent's Jean Grey, Jeff doesn't care about Jean Grey. They, they, they're actually friends because you obviously want to, you know, slam Jeff in the gene lane to not have to worry about her effect and then play something there later, right? But you can actually get around the gene effect with Jeff in a different way, which is if you put Jeff as your first card in a different lane, he gets past the gene effect because nothing can stop Jeff. And then your second card, because you've already played your first card, doesn't have to deal with gene either. So Jeff value going through the roofs not only satisfies of, the gene requirement yeah it satisfies the gene requirement and it's jeff is also you play jeff on two and gene on three and then you can more easily fill your lane and if you ever need to put something big there on the final turn because your opponent's obviously forced to go into that lane well you aren't then you just move jeff out and you can play like jeff has been by far i think the best card to pair with gene gray uh, Jeff like is Nick just the best card like in the, the game, <laughs> but Jeff is just too good. Jeff, he's a big Jeff, and he is uh, the the potential for Jeff just keeps rising. Yeah, it's yep. uh, it's I, I like Gene a lot. I uh, I think this month had a lot of mediocre cards, and I think 
Nate's right that the context of this meta isn't letting Jean shine to her full potential because some of the popular meta decks, namely Bounce, get around this very easily and don't have to worry about the effect. But man, if you run into like your opponents playing like a Electro Ramp deck or or just a deck in general where they're trying to uh, play like one impactful thing a turn, this is so annoying. Also, having played against it a few times with my Thanos Galactus deck, there's nothing that t- like it tilts me so hard when I, I I set up for the Galactus and then they just reveal Gene on on that turn and I'm just like. No, I can't do it now because I can only play the one card and I usually don't have the gene lane full. So I think it's very, I think it's the most powerful card of the month. It's not going to see its true ultimate potential right now because of where we're at with the meta, but it seems like bounce might be on the nerf list for the OTA coming up this week. Sounds uh, like it. Um... Uh, the question is how hard are they going to hit it? That Not if they're going to hit it. They're going to yeah, hit it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, but yeah, I, I don't regret, I had a lot of resources. This is really just, if I had to pick one card this month, this is the one I wanted. Uh, I think Echo is similar in terms of a very powerful effect that's not very good in this meta. Uh, but Echo's also a one drop and dies to Killmonger. And this also has led to a resurgence of Surfer, right? Because Gene's a three drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Surfer is very good right now. Yeah. It's been doing pretty well. Also, Nakia got buffed, and we're finally getting to toy around with Nakia a bit, a little bit like she was in the beta, except less broken, because um, Nakia, believe it or not, was actually one of the most broken cards in Marvel Snap, if you can believe <laughs> that. Uh, she used to buff the whole hand by two, and it was oh. overpowered as hell. Uh, you think Bastard Mysterio is nutty? You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Well, at least for another few more days. Let's uh let's briefly talk about Echo because the card is coming out when in like a week or so, right? Tomorrow? Uh, oh, tomorrow. Oh, well, there <laughs> yeah, you go. Echo See, comes um... out tomorrow. Okay, so, so uh, at... July seventeenth. Uh... Yes, yeah, seventeenth of July. So I can open this. I it'll probably give me the option to buy it, right? And then I can also open it in the collector's caches. Um, yeah, she is a. This is the week with Lad and Kang too. Okay. Oh boy. Kang. Wow. Hey, hey, look, look. <laughs> we can't complain about Kang being there because it's a lore win. Because Iron Lad is a young Kang variant. So I don't want to hear any complaints about Kang because it's lore accurate. Kang is just a, <laughs> he's a big bad and that he sucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> yeah. Well, that actually is kind of interesting because we we had I don't think you guys had talked about it last week when I was out, but they they are putting big bads on the um in the collectors cache or, or spotlight caches. A lot of them too. Wait, oh hey, hold on, hold on. Can I put on my tinfoil hat very quickly? Uh so I've got I've got Kang, right? And then I've got Galactus, and then I've got Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> So you're the harbinger of big bads. I so I just confirms Jeff is a big bad. That's all. <laughs> I, I think that's how you have to introduce yourself at conventions. You know your name tag will read Nate Wolf, harbinger of big bads. Yeah, I mean people... harbinger of Jeff. Jeff, harbinger of big Jeff is Jeff is the best boy. Yeah. All right, yeah, so it's... Echo is a one energy two power with text reading. After your opponent plays an ongoing card here, remove its abilities. So this shuts off. Cards like Jean Grey, Devil Dino, Darkhawk, Patriot, 
etc. And then there was some clarification that we got on the Discord that I saw later, but I brought it here for everybody to see um, that there was a question whether it was just one card, right? Um, like Enchantress, the question was, does Echo stop only the first ongoing enemy card or every enemy ongoing card that's played there? And Glenn says each card. So it's important to note, like you have to play Echo first, right? And then if they play an ongoing card there after, or they flip after she yeah. flips, right? Like then they don't they don't trigger. Yeah, the, it's the, a trigger effect. The distinction, not like keeping it Cosmo. <laughs> the interesting distinction here, I think, is that this is very different than your Enchantress that stops all ongoing on both sides, right? That she mm-hmm. just does the enemy side. Yep. No downside for you, all upside, and it interacts with things Enchantress can't, like Cosmo. Except she costs one. That's the big downside, I think. If you cost, she costs two, like a Daredevil. Well, it's an upside and a downside, right? Like it's super cheap and flexible and you can get it down on the first first turn, but the downside is it dies to probably the most popular tech card in the game. Yeah, right but, but because she's not a but because she's not a an ongoing if if some if a ongoing is neutralized by Echo, Monger killing her will just enable them to play them net new, but it won't change the board yeah, state. Yeah, it won't it won't readjust ones that have already gotten zapped. So right? it's not like a, a not like a Luke Cage, right? So when Luke Cage no. comes no, down, because he's he, ongoing, he, he Echo neutralizes. Is not. Okay, okay, that's a very I think important yeah. distinction. Oh, that, it's huge. Yeah, it's it, a big difference. If if she's there and she neutralizes a Patriot or whatever it is. And then later she gets Electrode or Killmongered or whatever, then it's still, gone. It's still nuked, right? It's gone. Um, it doesn't like readjust. You're just removing so. the body, not the. Well, I mean, you're removing the effect versus future cards you play, but not anything current. But anything that's already been like echo bombed is remains yeah. echo bombed, even if she's dead. And just new ones would then work because she's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting card. I. She's a super cool character from the Daredevil comics. Um, it was, uh, I think, introduced by David Mack, and I loved the comics. They were so good. Really cool, interesting character. Joins up with the Avengers later, fills in for Hawkeye as Ronan. It's really cool. Anyways, there's your there's your two seconds of lore. Um, yeah. So is she gonna be a, a day one buy for you guys? I don't know. Wait. Oh, that's you know what? That's the other question. How many? To, what? What is she coming in at? Is series five. This is the last series five for the month. The next two cards. So this is six thousand, also. Yes. Balls, yep. dude. It's kind of like... weird that they're doing the first two as the series five, and uh, uncoincidentally, arguably the best two cards of the month. No. The most expensive. Of, but, because yeah. of course they are. No, I, I, I'll probably try to open it in a collector's cat. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I want the See, card. Look, there you go, Nate. You want to you want to gamble on the system. I know. <laughs> I want, yeah. That's what they well, want you to do. <laughs> I had I, I had extras from last time, so I'm yeah, sitting on like, like three like of them right now. Two or three. So you could guarantee it without gambling if you get another one. But I like, also don't have Kang. Not that I want Kang, but what I really want is for them to stop trying to sell me Kang every other day in my shop. <laughs> And if I get it, then then that'll go away, right? <laughs> yeah. Boy, kid, do I have a deal for you for four spotlight caches? Not only mm. can you get the cool new six thousand token card Echo, you can permanently have Kang no longer be offered as a choice for purchase in your shop. That might be for worth the it, low right price there. Of you, yeah, for the low price of however much for 
signature series, whatever they call. The so with them, with them dropping rates. the the amount of tokens that that come out of these boxes, mm-hmm. and then releasing new ultimate variants, like mm-hmm. I've been wanting that Kim Jacinto Electro for like months, and they fi- it's finally out, and I pinned it. But dude, five thousand tokens for an alternate art card yeah is almost a series five that's almost two series fours and now with how tokens are very scarce both not only in the collection track but also in upcoming bundles i mean the black panther one's the biggest one the only other one even close to the black panther one is and i can't wait to see uh how the community takes it when it comes out i mean people who've been keeping up with the data mines know about it but the pro bundle mark ii electric boogaloo where now oh, no. they're they're have they're breaking out the probably hundred dollar price tag again for what like eleven or twelve thousand credits, but now they're putting in tokens. I think it's like five thousand tokens or what? Maybe what, it's six. what comes sure. with anything comes with it or just the tokens? It's credits, credits and tokens. Originally, the first pro one was like a hundred dollars for a very large amount of credits. It's still it sitting like in my shop because I never bought it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you're one. one of the you're one of the few that resisted. I feel so bad that i caved yeah because i, I couldn't I'll, I'll cave a second time though the value and, and i've you say that now i bought it you you, you you shut it sir uh, <laughs> but you're not wrong <laughs> dude i mean yeah. i i bought yeah. i bought the the freaking black panther because i love the phoenix stuff i love the comics the I, i'm a sucker for this lore stuff i hate to say it but i've been reading these comic books since i was a little kid and the phoenix stuff is super cool um and the phoenix force and all the stuff i'll do a video on it at some point but like i love it and so this stuff came out and i've been getting the phoenix ones because i got the soft spot mm-hmm. for me and that that one hurt to to buy because that was expensive yeah it's almost a hundred dollars my wife is like yeah so i was uh, balancing the checkbook and i see a hundred dollar purchase for marvel snap is that uh <laughs> it's like yeah, that was me. Sorry. Just looks away. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a talk with that youngin of ours. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's, it's yeah, yeah it, it's, it is. Uh, too, it's, it's really rough getting the tokens right now. And so, like I mentioned earlier, I'm sitting on a very large amount of tokens. I'm not buying this. Uh, and that I, I think Echo's a good card. It's just I don't feel like it's an effect i'm overly interested in playing with right away and i don't think at least in the meta we have now it's particularly relevant that could be changing we've seen uh we've seen like the the wlos list and a few other people trying to bring thanos back and a lot of those lists are actually pretty ongoing focused the surfer decks that are coming back are a bit have some good ongoing cards so it's becoming a little bit more of an ongoing meta than it was previously where there was like no ongoing except for like the hulk um but it's just not enough for me to burn that many of my tokens on a card i'm just frankly not super excited to play with right away like i i find the effect much less interesting and appealing to me than gene gray was uh, even though I think it's strong, I'm I'm not saying the effect is weak. I think it's actually in the right meta in an ongoing heavy meta. This could be very very strong. It's just it doesn't interest me a lot for the price tag. If it was series four, I'd probably say screw it. The effect is powerful enough to where it's going to be relevant at some point. 
so I'll just go for it for the tokens. But at 6k, when tokens are so rare now, it, it's it's got to be a pass for me. Well, there you have it. Three passes. Um, Echo, you are going to token store jail. I, I'm yeah. just irritated that like these are costing full price, that they're decreasing the amount of tokens that we get and and then making these cards cost full price. Like, come on. Well, it's because you're not supposed to buy them with tokens. You're supposed to new, use our fancy new system. Well. And if you don't have enough caches for it, well, you're supposed to whip out the most OP card in the game, the credit card. Mm. Yeah. That's oh, what it kind already, of feels like. It's already, it's already tier S. It's already seeing too much play. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should move in on, though, yeah. yeah. Included yeah. in this patch, finally, were some balance changes. So, look, this was an interesting meta. Um, I was between... not aware of of any... I uh, Only the, the nerfs. I don't know what any of these other ones are. I cannot wait to go oh, through really? them. Oh, really? All right, well, we'll go through them then. But, um, you know, meta was pretty, pretty solidified with High Evo being the best deck in the game or the best series of decks rivaled closely by bounce um bounce was not touched in this update it was a little bit of a teehee oops it only got good after we locked the changes in all right fair enough mm -hmm. uh so bounce will get hit on the ota this upcoming thursday so we're gonna focus on what we have here so first change was the high evo effect on wasp so mm -hmm. it used to uh give two opposing heroes minus one power twice now it only does it once that's the nerf yeah. uh, uh pretty pretty i mean i think it's still a good card but they they reduced that that by one when doing calculations wasp was effectively a zero three because you would play the wasp and then it would be a one power but it would be taken a two way on, on the other side one three is a premium stat stat line zero three is kind of the giganuts right so um, now it's a zero two, so still very good, but certainly a reduction in power. Uh, the next high Evo card that got changed was the high Evo effect to Hulk. So Hulk would get plus two power, um, on top of the base 12, every turn that you had unspent energy left over. And so oftentimes Hulk would come down at infinite like levels of power. He was just insane. He would win entire lanes solely by himself. So the change made to that is now, in order to get that bonus, he has to either be in play or in your hand. Because they've changed that from an ongoing to a triggered effect, um, the bonus can no longer be um, impacted by ongoing hate cards like Enchantress or the newly uh, new Echo that's coming out tomorrow. Echo nerf. <laughs> Echo, Echo nerf right out the gate. So Hulk, again, like Wasp, you know, still really good, uh, but not going to be putting as much points on the lanes as he was. And and at risk of spoiling our our next topic point, um, this these two changes have already had an appreciable effect on the meta, and we've seen some archetypes that have managed to, even though bounce is still repressive, manage to be able to better compete um, because they're not as unfavored into the Evo decks as they were. Okay, so after that, there were two buffs. Um, well, I don't know if you can call it a buff, but th 
It's a buff. I think it's a buff. Three, three changes. Um, a buff, an arguable buff, and just a, a, a mechanical clarification. So Gambit went from being a 3-1 to a 3-3. Three, three. Um, pretty big buff. A mechanic change now that if you don't have cards in your hand to discard, then the effect won't trigger. Before, even if you had zero cards in your hand, Gambit would still destroy opposing um, heroes. So a buff and a change. I, I think that this card was so fringe meme tier that like... Negative nerf. A negative, negative Exodia nerf. So it's like a subset. It's like a niche within a niche. Yeah, it's the, one of the worst combo decks in the game, but some people still really loved it. So I'll uh, I'll pour one out for all of the people who love their Gambit Exodia. But uh... it's not impossible to do any more. You can still pop off and do your fancy thing. It's just you need to have a swarm or apocalypse in hand to keep the train going. All right, so um, there you go. Uh, Gambit buff and nerf for three players out there. Uh, <laughs> the next change is, I think, there's it's not an arguable buff. It's just a buff across the board. Yeah. Uh, Nakia going from a 3-2 to a 3-3 and now giving every card plus one power in hand as opposed to the two leftmost getting plus two. So um, making it a lot more consistent. Um, interesting effect. Um, I think that this is made potentially discard a better deck. Um, oh, so for like buffing up the swarms. Yeah, like I, I've been watching discards win rate on untapped and it's 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 really? not, it's not I've top seen tier, somebody but... try it, but not too many people. The the most I've seen this card has been uh, Surfer, right? Because it's yeah. a three drop, it's decent power, and it also has a very positive interaction with Brood, right? Because Brood makes them all three threes, which is plus three on one card uh, across three bodies. And I love Surfer. this change. Feels Surfer really is, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about Surfer, but that's like a point slam deck that um, is now uh able to compete you know with with evo because like decks that would like point slam but go wide got really wrecked by like hulk and and cyclops, uh, and, cyclops and, wasp. and wasp and now that that's tamed a little bit it, it it's it's letting them kind of wedge through so yeah here um you know just looking at discard um you know not not a huge amount of games because the patch is still pretty new but 360 games uh at uh infinite rank 57.8 percent win rate and uh, with gambit too gambit and nakia yeah i'm not sure i would personally build it this way and the collector uh kind of odd but uh i mean it seems like nakia is like seeing play in, in discard and, and it's kind of kind of cool anyway so um finally one other change to touch on um is mystique so um mystique is changing from uh the last card you played is an ongoing copy that card if it's still in play um now triggers on reveals if the op if the copied ongoing had one so i don't actually think this really changes the card a whole lot except perhaps for a niche interaction there are two um, cards in the game that do that there's yeah only two it's soul stone and it's electro this is a buff with copying soul stone and i 
I guess it's a it's not even really a nerf if you copy Electro. Well, no, it's a buff because you get the the on you get the, the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of so just it's the, a buff uh... in both cases. Uh, it's it's just a little bit more intuitive, I guess, because people yeah. were confused why they copied one effect and not the other. Good change, but going to be largely irrelevant ninety nine percent of the time. But maybe for future cards, maybe that's why they're changing this. Fair enough. Um, so pretty non non impactful change just uh some housekeeping for potential future interactions so you know it was really hard like when looking at these nerfs like was it going to change the landscape and i think that question's still being answered but i think what what not touching bounce and hitting evo has allowed three additional archetypes to emerge um to be contenders and you mentioned it already zombies so sarah surfer is the first one um mm -hmm. sarah surfer's seeing play and surfer it, in general outside of just i mean sarah is yeah. one of the more popular ones but you're getting some people putting spider-man in the sarah cutting, slot yeah some uh, people are cutting Landy's sarah version though eventually it did add sarah for like the mirrors he originally started out with like no sarah it's yeah. there there's just a lot of people really like silver surfer as a card i'm one of those people too and uh any excuse where there's a chance this card might be good again i mean between getting Nakia to be a much, much better card than she used to be and getting another potentially powerful three drop in Jean Grey. Yeah. It's just that's that's all the excuse people need to try out Silver Surfer again. Yeah, and and every time Silver every time someone declared Sarah Surfer coming back or Surfer, um, you know, I was always very skeptical, including this time, but this time it's it's real. Um there's uh, a lot of games being played, and you know we're, we're seeing it all throughout the latter segment. It's actually one of the most popular decks. Um, it's seeing way more play than Bounce, for example. It's um, everywhere in Conquest. And you know, this is, I think, a really big point about Bounce and why I think they've been more hesitant about changing it mm -hmm. is because I, I someone posted the numbers, I think, on Untapped today, and Bounce was a, just under, I think, 6% metagame share, which for is... Only for what latter segment i think it was i don't remember it was either i think it was post infinite but it so might have been pre i'm not sure post it's 2.7 percent maybe uh, it was pre pre then. pre i think it's like 10 pre it's uh 6.6 .6 between 80 yeah. and 100 okay so that must have been what i've seen it was was that six percent which is notably lower than some of the other you know, yeah. meta that same bracket, right? That same bracket, Sarah Surfer's 8.1. And so I think that's part of the reason they were a little softer on it. And But, you know, the reason why Bounce isn't as popular in spite of its power, in my opinion, is because it's not a very budget-friendly deck. Uh, oh. if, you, if you were playing yeah. when Kitty Pride got given out for free, sure, that helps a lot. But, man, if you miss that window, Kitty's still Series 5. And yep. you can't play Bounce without Kitty and without Hitmonkey and arguably Mysterio, but he's a Series 3. Um, I'm not even arguably. I don't even think there's an argument. Yeah, it's, and Hitmonkey you just can't. is... And is... Hitmonkey was a Series Pass card yeah. that is still in Series 5 and is not showing up in any spotlight caches from now until early September that we're aware of. Mm. And it's it's just really, really not the easy it, i think there's a whole lot of the player base that just doesn't if they didn't buy the pass or if they're free to play that month or whatever uh i think it's actually you know 
not a not a very easy deck to put together just off of card cost and god help you if you miss kitty uh but don't worry there's a kitty bundle coming up they can sell you um which i'll be very interested to see if she drops to series four before then because i don't think they have ever done a bundle for a series five card i think right. they did one i think they did one for a series four card um trying to remember because that was like an eventful thing dark hawk three yeah three of x course value. three times value how could yeah. i forget how could i forget all the value i'm the one with the 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 the, the bad memory zombies what's <laughs> going on here three x uh, value is like etched into my brain so yeah so you know sarah surfer is seeing a lot of play the other decks that are kind of starting to look real, although it's early days and, you know, it, things can change. Uh, different builds of ongoing Thanos have been have been winning in in competitive settings and has been posting some numbers. I think this is less of a sure thing than uh, Surfer and Sarah Surfer. But, you know, there, there might be something there. It seems like... Thanos is really happy to see Evo take a bit of a hit, which basically rendered Thanos, um, uh, well, uh, in, in the doghouse a little bit. Um, the other two decks, I said three, but I'm going to give a bonus one. The other two decks that are kind of seeing a little bit of a potential rise out of this are um, Thanos Destroyer Destroy. I think it's probably much worse than Sarah Surfer and potentially worse than than that that ongoing thanos although we'll see and, and finally um i was just noting just now that like discard seems to be posting pretty good numbers on the on the on untapped no one's really talking about it in social media but like it kind of makes sense because like all these decks that now seem to be a little bit more viable with the exception of the thanos deck is uh they're all point driven right they're not they're not trying to disrupt the game they're just trying to ask the question of can you beat this many points thanos is the most notable exception because really the thanos deck ongoing deck is is an evolution of what a lot of people call scams thanos which is a deck that has a very passionate uh following and a lot of innovators that can all be found in in cam best discord uh it's a really awesome thread uh, that i I check in on at least a couple times a week to get caught up. But the idea of that deck is you basically want to scam Professor X out on four and and then, you know, win one lane with like your ongoing stuff. Um, that seems to be really happy that Evo's taken a bit of a hit. Uh, I don't know if it's a direct correlation or just kind of the, the arch of innovation. But yeah, I mean, I guess the bottom line is this. Meta-wise, there are decks that you can play now that you couldn't before for whatever reason, um, because of innovators and because Evo took a bit of a hit. Now, if Bounce takes a bit of a hit on Thursday, it will be really exciting to see how the meta potentially will open up further. Yeah. So more um, decks being viable, good. Any uh, any predictions on what they're hitting for Bounce? Yeah, so we talked about this quite a bit. Um, I This is pure conjecture on my part, but I think one card's going get, to get hit definitely. Another card is going to get hit probably. So card number one that gets hit is Kitty Pride. There's no question in my mind that Kitty Pride is going to take one for the team. Because, one, everyone got her for free. So they can they can hit that card without, you know, kind of being able to hide behind that a little bit. Um, but the other reason I think the more, the more pressing one is that, like, 
whenever you see a card start to worm its way into other archetypes just because it's so good and it's like the odd odd person out but it's in there that starts to get your head scratched a little bit so like yeah. shuri red skull runs kitty pride you know uh sarah control runs kitty pride although probably still will after um the nerf um they, all these decks just throw in kitty pride because kitty pride's just you know if you get her on one is a like a a 110 right it's kind of the nuts so i think they're going to change her to um what you've suggested zombies and, and nhl and j fan one which is um instead of a one zero they make her a one two and then instead of getting plus two every time she returns to your hand she gets plus one which effectively gives her that like potential of being a one seven instead of a one ten um obviously there are other you know things that could affect her power um but uh, you know, just playing her and taking her back, turn ones through through six. Um, yeah, so I think that's what they're going to do to Kitty Pride. I think. Yeah. That, no, go ahead. I was going to talk about the other potential change, but uh, mm-hmm. if you had any thoughts on Kitty, by by all means. No, pretty much the same thing. Kitty's almost sure thing. Um, a long time ago, shortly after, I don't know if it was after Kitty came out or after she just came back, but uh, Ridiculous Hat suggested a change. That I think is probably the most balanced suggestion that I've heard, or also most intuitive, because we have to remember they can only change numbers in this OTA. They're not going to redesign the card, anything like that. Well, they can't. Uh, they I, can't change the number that she boosts by when she comes back to your hand on OTA. They they can do that. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. can tweak numbers on the card, but really not much else. Yeah. And uh, I liked Hat's suggestion a while ago, which is basically. Uh, you make Kitty a 1-2, but she only pumps 1 every turn. So it's uh, it, you're, you're not getting as high numbers on Kitty, but she doesn't feel quite as bad if isn't, you miss her early on. Isn't that what I just suggested, or am I losing my mind? I was, I'll be honest, I was a little suggest, a little, a little distracted. Oh, I was I, sending I'm a deck list. Okay, I, I, no, no, don't worry about it. I, I, I just wanted to clarify because I, I just went through that. Like that, that's, so it was hats. So what, what you did reveal. Oh, I was, was really out of it then. I totally no, no, it's okay. Um, no, I credited you for that. You told me about that suggestion. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so it was actually ridiculous hats, hats suggestion. Yeah, I think they're going to do that, but they yeah. can do that because they're changing three numbers, right? the or two numbers rather the the base, yeah, power, base power zero to two number, and yeah. plus one instead of plus two on bounce they can do that over ota i think that's exactly what they're gonna do um and 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 i think that that it dovetails nicely with the other change i think they might make which is bast mm-hmm. so i i don't know that this is a little bit more of a hot take or a spicier one but i think that bast goes from giving setting everyone to three in your hand um to two instead Mm-hmm. And there's two, well, there's a lot of things that this, a lot of breakpoints that change, but two of the most important ones is uh, with Kitty Pride, it used to be correct if you drew both Bast and Kitty to play Bast on one so that Kitty would be three on turn two instead of two. Um, but now if Bast sets everything to two and Kitty's a one, two, you're not getting that extra, that extra multiplier, that extra bonus. The other big thing is Mysterio. So the way that the interaction between Bast and Mysterio works is that Mysterio sets all the cards in your hand, or sorry, Bast sets all the cards to your hand at three. And so when you play Mysterio, um, all the copies are also three. So it effectively becomes a two nine that splits across three lanes, right? Three, three, three. 
That's really, really, really strong. <laughs> Especially if you have Nova. You pop Nova and Sarah control with, like, you know, Bastard. Anyways, it gets out of control really quickly. Uh, if it sets to two, then Mysterio gets shadow nerfed from a 2-9. Sorry, I said 3-9. I meant 2-9 to a 2-6. Uh, so I think there's a good chance that Bast can, could take a hit. The question is, is that if they if they do that, does it kill the deck? Oh, wait, hold on. Glenn, Glenn just said he's happy with Bast right now. So that card's not what's changing. Oh, really? so he's happy Interesting. with Bast. So maybe they're only going to hit. I'm kind of happy to hear that. Because I'll be honest, yeah. I think any change to Bast has a really high... Anytime you're changing a one-mana card that doesn't have a lot of knobs to adjust, I think yeah. you have a very real risk of killing the card. And I think... Bast. Any of the knobs they could adjust with Bast might just kill the card. Bast what I'd Myster- be worried about. Yeah, Bast Mysterio is insane though. So it's really maybe, good. Maybe yeah, maybe I mean, just get, get, giving Kitty a kick in the shins is enough. I mean, we already see other decks that 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 slam points coming back into the meta. Um, that means that if they're if they're queuing into bounce and they're just playing like who who has the bigger number, um, people wouldn't be playing. Sarah Surfer, Shuri Red Skull, um, although there's some reactive elements in there. Um, you know, those types of decks if it if it didn't win. So uh, Here, maybe, we have maybe... the comment. Um, uh, I'll read yeah, it yeah. out. How does the team feel about the current state of Bast? She is one of the key contributors to the very strong bounce deck. I feel she is similar to Nova in that although only a 1-1, her power can be extreme. For example, starting hand is Iron Man Mysterio Hood, and Bast is effectively a 117. I mean, that is an extreme example. Uh, are there any thoughts on her balance? I certainly don't think she's OP, but I'm curious how the team feels. Glenn's response is Bast is a strong card. Somewhere around number five, if you're ranking the winningest cards in the typical bounce shell. We like strong cards that go in highly specific decks generally, and Bast has a lot of variants plus a deck building pseudo restriction. I'm pretty happy with the card personally. Right, so I'm I, like, look, I'm I don't want them to change Bast, so yeah, I'm either. happy to hear this. That's good um, to hear. Thank you for the information. Right? Yeah, yeah, I that, seen that was uh, uh, a Marvel Snap news uh, at Marvel Snap Bugle. That's the Marvel Snap Twitter account that's run by Browdy. Um, that was posted, uh, less than an hour ago. So hot off the press. Um, that's really awesome to hear. So, okay. Well then I, I rescind that they are not going to change Bast on Thursday. They're probably going to hit just Kitty. Um, yeah. I think they're going to be light with it. Given off the comments they said previously, it sounds like they, they, they aren't as they feel uh, the impression I get is that they don't feel as concerned with, with the bounce deck as a lot of the community is right now um and maybe their numbers are painting a different picture than players experiences have right they have access to all the numbers so maybe they're seeing a different picture with the bounce deck than we feel like we're seeing and admittedly going into this patch i thought there was a very high chance it was going to be a one deck format and bounce was going to be the tier s deck and I mean, looking at it today, uh, obviously not. tournaments can be a little different, but uh, the the tournament today, I think there was one, maybe two bounce decks in the top eight, but there was a lot of variety. I have been uh, like, I'm I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong, and I was definitely wrong in that the bounce does not feel like the the tier S, the best deck bar none. If uh, now. 
that doesn't mean it's not warping the meta heavily. Um, I think it still is because you were still seeing the invisible woman, woman Killmonger stuff and Shadow King and obvious bounce targets, uh, things that are like trying to hard counter it. I do think it's a very core part of the meta, but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that post Evo changes, it hasn't just been bounce, 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 bounce. At least that hasn't been my experience. Um, High Evolutionary was killing the bounce counters, so killing High Evo made everyone run bounce counters. I do think that's kind of true that the bounce counters got a bit better when they didn't have to work, worry about High Evo anymore. Yeah, and that's true. It, an even hotter take maybe is that I think High Evo is still a lot better than people give it credit for. It's just... The, just nerfs the, people, it's right? nerf syndrome where yeah. everyone doesn't want to touch it because it got adjusted uh, i think kaivo is still a very strong deck and i think it and, will become more popular again yeah. uh, but not at the the level it was previously which is good because it was just way way too popular so uh yeah maybe a light touch for bounce is okay i don't know we'll see and uh if it's not i guess they can always adjust it again in the following week i think it's if the deck isn't you know a clear tier s situation i don't think you have to be overly aggressive with your changes you could make say the kitty change and see how the deck performs if it's in line because the way they describe it it really feels like they're saying it's not super out of line for their tolerance of when to nerf things um Mm -hmm. even so i'm very curious to see uh what happens with it um I don't think it's going to happen right away, but I think another card that is likely to get nerfed in this deck is Spider-Ham. I think Spider-Ham is one of the best <laughs> one-drops they've ever made. Yeah, it's and so people, people, people hate getting it's bombed. It's also what, probably, I think, the most tilting one-drop in the game, bar none. Uh, yeah. People hate, hate, hate this card. I, uh, I can see it. And uh, yeah. so I think if... if And also, it is so powerful in the mirror, because, man, let me tell you, when you hit their Iron Man and they don't get to hit yours, you're feeling real good. <laughs> and it, if it, you know, it, the odds of it hitting Iron Man usually feel pretty high. Um, so it's, but yeah, I think it's just going to be Kitty. I'm, I'm actually really happy to hear they're not changing. Yes, yeah, I was worried great. about that. Now, it's the only other cards. card yeah. I, w- I've seen people suggest uh, this card might be getting changed. Okay. I don't personally buy into it. Um, but I've seen people talk about it, so worth mentioning. Uh, Hitmonkey. I have seen people suggest that Hitmonkey is a big part of the big power output on the final turn. Maybe that's where they take an adjustment, and I don't really agree, because even though Hitmonkey is a lot of power, he's not, like, he's a very specific build-around card. There are only two decks where this card is working out right now that I've seen. Uh, aside from maybe some negative copers like myself uh, but even then i haven't put him in negative recently uh sarah control and the bounce deck right and though he's a core part of both of those decks uh sarah control while good doesn't seem to be overly so, impressive or anything right now i i think you're right and so it's funny that some of your um uh, how to say your thoughts are actually backed up by data so um untapped now has uh card stats for individual cards oh yeah i do not like how they present it but there's still some meaningful data to be extracted from this so um in the the way that they rate them are by tiers uh kitty pride and spider ham are 
basically two out of the three best cards um, in Series 4 and Series 5, Kitty Pride being the absolute best with a disgusting 54.8% win rate um, in, in all decks that she goes in. Um, Hit Monkey, just to put it in perspective, is B tier, and the following cards are rated higher than Hit Monkey. I, I'm sorry, guys. This is going to just like make this seem incredible, but this is what the data <laughs> says. Phoenix Force, oh, Null, God. Nebula, Zabu, and Jean Grey being the top of that tier for Series 4, Series 5. Phoenix Force has a 46.5% win rate. So how, that, how is it? How is it? How is All it? Right, in wait. That? Uh, no, that doesn't even work. I was going to say, well, maybe it's running into other bad Phoenix Force decks, but that would even it out. I I, I truly have no word. Oh, that <laughs> that's it. The Weekend Quest. The Weekend <laughs> Quest. Yeah, I guess it wrote. I guess the weekend it, quest, yeah. But it has a sub 50% win rate. So why are they rating it so highly in this tier list? I don't understand. I don't know how they they calculate that data, but I mean, I would take that Phoenix Force number with a huge grain of salt. I mean, uh, it depends how they're doing it. Like when the Phoenix Force totally pops off, it does do strong things. It's just such a a fragile card and archetype. That... I mean, Hit Monkey has a pretty high win rate. I don't know. I, I I'll tell you why. Look, data side, game balance aside, they're not touching Hit Monkey because he's in Series Five. And they're gonna get their series five extraction from the from the from the signature uh, spotlight chest. Yeah, when they put him in the cache in yeah. late September or October and, and, or whatever. Yeah, and then they'll have the special Dan Hip bundle, uh, you know, for an obscene amount of money uh, for the Dan Hip Hip Monkey, which is like he's hard the... to change too. That's the other thing about Hip Monkey. I I think it's a very difficult card where if they did want to adjust it it's like how uh if you make it a three drop i think it is astronomically worse make uh, it a surfer. one drop and give it plus one for everything i don't know it's i just, guess i'm ripping here I just, I don't to killmonger it's like two is yeah. a very you know i think good number for it and then if you i mean i guess you could adjust how much power it's getting i guess you could give it the potential kitty pride uh, treatment where you give it base power but then you make it only plus one but i don't think they want to do that and i don't think they're going to do that but i've seen a number of people suggest that they think hit monkey is on the list uh i i don't agree with it but i i know a lot of people have talked about it so i wanted to mention it but i think well, it's just gonna be kitty it's just i hope i hope that they don't uh that they don't touch monkey but i well, know whatever happens happens we'll have a few days to wait to find out so you can't you know, touch anything else in this deck, right? Like, uh, well, they already they already touched Beast, so you can't really touch that again. Yeah, that was their attempt at slowing Kitty down, right, and making Falcon stand out a little bit more. Who yeah. by standing out a little bit more, he just got cut from the deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, it it's it's like one of those. It's, it's tough. You can hit you can hit Jeff. Uh, but, don't but even Jeff's don't not, you yeah i know but but only only <laughs> only hipsters run jeff in uh their in their bounce decks right just like only hipsters Jeffsters. run jeff in their sarah control decks i i don't know i we can we can torture ourselves over it but they're gonna do something um and well we'll see so you know in, in this meta of you know still it's still a pretty narrow meta it's opened up a little bit 
Um, it's felt really open to me. I'm not going to lie. My experience, and obviously everyone's experience is different in Snap. I have enjoyed the game so much more post-patch than I thought I was going to. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I really, uh, so I, I'm pleasantly you, uh... surprised. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the decks that you've been um, playing with uh, during the? Uh, oh, I'm I'm ruining the uh, the order here, so um, my apologies. I'm a terrible podcast host. Um, so fine. why don't we collectively, as a group of human beings, talk <laughs> about the decks we've been playing in this open, more open, widely open meta? Post patch uh, meta, yeah. Yeah, post patch meta. So I've been playing two decks. Um, the first deck is, well, something that I seem to be stuck on. It was like they killed Thanos Lockjaw, and then I became a Cope Sarah Truther for, for, uh, for, for life. So for the past couple months, I've been playing Sarah Control. Um, there's not really a whole lot to say, so, um, it's pretty standard. I run Jeff over Sentinel because I need a big Jeff in every deck I play. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have Invisible Woman in there. Um, I won't mention who convinced me to try it out. Uh, it was zombies. Um, but the whole idea around Invisible Woman is this is a tech against bounce. But perhaps it's not as narrow as all that. It's a tech against having priority. It allows you to kill Monger after the game ends with a Dracula-like effect or Shang-Chi or Enchantress. And that can be really important, um, not just against bounce, against other decks if you don't manage to to to, to throw priority. So that, that's been like the big tech. Um, it's been working out really well. It seems like a great fit. Um, yeah, the deck plays the same otherwise. Um, a lot of people- How has Enchantress been for you? I'm curious. Has um, it been useful? Yes, it has been useful, but perhaps there, Perhaps Iron Lad might be an alternative card that you can slot in there, or or anything else. So hitting the um, so here's where it's been useful: hitting the Iron Man in bounce. Yeah, really important. Um, that's the first big case. Second, um, hitting the armor in Shuri Red Skull. Like if you hit that armor now against yeah. Shuri Red Skull deck, they are finished. Like they just. <laughs> As long as you draw the Shang-Chi. <laughs> yes, as long as you draw the other cards. But I mean, oftentimes, like if you if you, you enchant Yeah, if you enchantress them, um their their armor. You, you put the fear of God in them. <laughs> yeah, you can snap on that. Or you can or you can kind of do the the one two punch on turns uh, on turn six with Sarah. You play Enchantress and, and, and Shang-Chi. So that, that that also usually is um a, a strong power play. Uh, Enchantress is also good against um, Dino and Darkhawk, which are cards that still see considerable play. It just nukes them outright, and people just don't respect Enchantress anymore. Um, and then finally, this is I haven't experienced this personally yet, but if ongoing decks come back as a result of the meta opening up, then Enchantress will continue to be improved upon. So two decks where we can see this, and this was in the KM Weekly um, you know, deck review tier list thing that he does, KM Best, which is really awesome. Always a very succinct analysis of the meta. He featured both the ongoing Thanos deck and a Patriot deck, if my memory is not betraying me, decks that don't like Enchantress. So I, I think that that there's 
with more of a variety of decks with a more open meta, I think Enchantress's potential also increases. I agree. Yeah, there's uh I mean we just mentioned it with the Thanos deck coming back and talking about uh Echo's potential ongoing seems to be like creeping its way back in more. Um so yeah, I think for a while I I wasn't really finding the use of Sarah of Enchantress and Sarah, but now it seems like the the appeal is coming back a bit more. Um which is neat because uh, uh, I've always liked Enchantress and Sarah. It just it feels really bad when you're not in a ongoing heavy meta, but it feels like we're kind of creeping back in. And like you mentioned, getting to surprise hit that Iron Man can be the difference maker in the the bounce matchup sometimes. And with Invisible Woman, it just it just gives you it gives you more opportunities to land the coup de gras with your with your you know strong yeah. ongoing reactive tools. So yeah, I, I, I'm an enchantress person i like the stat line i like the effect uh, it just it's part of part of the package and it, it works pretty well a lot of people are trying to make thanos destroy work um a lot of different variations out there the version that i'm featuring here was on untapped um seemed to have the best at the time win rate i was kind of intrigued by shuri nimrod the deck was okay i did reasonable with it on ladder uh, I got a few tickets with it, a few uh, gold tickets with it in um, Conquest, although I think that this is not the best deck if you want to super try hard. It's be I've been pretty critical of the deck, and, and I think that this is not even the optimal version, but I think it's actually pretty decent. I actually am pretty excited for X-23. I think X-23 might make this deck, like... Seems really good for the deck. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for X-23 as well, and... I'm like kind of crossing my fingers that she's a series four card, but that's probably some copium. Uh, for those unaware, like all these future cards have been data mined, and they say they're all series five, but I I take that with a grain of salt because you know they're still a ways out, and we don't they haven't been officially announced by the company, and I think that's something that can be changed probably with a flick of a switch. Uh, so we don't really know and. The reception to releasing cards in Series 4 has been better recently. Uh, they could still release them all at Series 5 and just say, hey, well, now you're opening them out of caches, so does the series really matter? Wink. Uh, and Don't token, go there. Don't go there, zombies. Don't. You know, Look, man. I'm just saying it here, <laughs> so if it happens, we can go back and be like, aha, I called it. It's for the record. Um, but I, I very much hope that's not uh, direction they go. But at the time of recording, all the cards for august and september uh i believe are listed as series five though i'm really hoping they do like they have the last two months and uh split it up between two in series five two in series yeah. four because it's been very uh it's just been appreciated by the player base it's a lot better than every card releasing in series five but last Even thing i'll say tokens. yeah i i hope you're right the last thing i'll say about the destroy deck is uh i kind of don't like wolverine and uh, Bucky's kind of been whatever, although I think I like Bucky better than Wolverine. Um, some versions run Zola, and that that has also been really good. There is an argument you always want to run Chavez in your Thanos decks, because it makes your likelihood of getting stones and then getting subsequent stones when you drop with the stones higher. Um, I, I think probably that's something you want to do. I just... I just took this. I was I wasn't putting a lot of thought into this. I just took the the best looking deck stats wise and 
took it to ladder. I didn't want to really think about it, but uh, it's popular. This is a very, very popular mm -hmm. Thanos destroy and destroy in general. I'd argue is one of the most popular archetypes in the game. If nothing else, people really, really like playing destroy decks. Uh, yeah, they do. Why it's it's funny that the Phoenix Force has been such like a whiff. And also, uh, chat coming in clutch here with a slight correction. It looks like all August cards are currently listed at uh, Series 5, while September has two Series 4 cards, the ongoing cards of, uh, I think that's Mobius and uh, the lady whose name I am forgetting, Ravona, I think, Renslayer. Um, I, I didn't see it, though, so that's, uh, that's some good information. I, I really hope that not all the next month's cards are Series 5, but who knows? We'll see. That's what it sounds like. It's That would be a has. big L. Big, especially now that we were just talking about before how like they can they can nerf the new they have levers they can pull they can nerf the new economy by slowing down drops well you're kind of you're, you're kind of preempting that slowdown because you're creating two drops for cards by putting them five instead of one by putting them to four so yeah yeah um that's interesting though i'm curious to see how that all pans out but yeah, these are. It's funny. I actually haven't been running into as many Sarah decks recently, but I'm seeing a whole lot of the Thanos destroy. So this is a deck that directly benefited from Evo getting nerfed. Was Thanos destroy? It, it feels For sure. It feels For sure. not as awful to queue into Evo. Um, although <laughs> the Evos that disappeared from ladder are the lockdown ones, and those are the ones we really don't like. But uh, uh, we'll 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 have to wait and see how things kind of shake out. But you you actually played some rather more interesting decks. Mine were kind of more run of the mill. Um, I really enjoyed. Nice way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I think that that your 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 success with your decks were frankly as good, if not better, than mine. Um, and I I you know I think they're interesting. Now, admittedly, this was more in a ladder context, but you know. Everything's well, so actually, kind of... not even. I I've actually played both of these in both ladder and conquest now and i've had results i've been pretty happy with uh, i actually got my first infinity ticket this month with nice the, nice the negative deck um so nice. big bad uh this I, I wanted to try and make galactus work again and i've always enjoyed the thanos destroy stuff and honestly the the full reason for building this deck was because i got like a god split on this death with like the blue crackle and the inked and i just really wanted to play it it's really that simple um so this was kind of the first thing i brewed up and i had a really surprising amount of success with it uh you just uh, and i think the neat thing about throwing galactus back in here is al almost all of the thanos destroy decks have cut it so nobody uh nobody plays around it anymore uh, in Conquest, you have to be a little bit more careful and tricky with it, because once you do it once, they know, and then they're playing around it, whereas Ladder, you can catch people by surprise all the time. Um, but, yeah, it is... Uh, it, if you can have them not expect it and get them with it... I had a few Conquest games where I got people to go all in on the first or second game with Galactus... And they just didn't see it coming at all and got totally blown out by it. And it was absolutely glorious. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, the, the big takeaway about this deck is there are two flex spots in this list. I believe, uh, well, I mean, you could also argue Galactus is a flex spot. 
if you're not a Galactus fan, you can still play this deck without Galactus and still do cool things. Uh, but if you are a Galactus fan and you have missed getting to play the card, this, out of all the things I've tried with it, has been by far the thing that gets the best results for me. Um, so Galactus, I guess, is a tech spot depending on preference. But the real tech spots, the real things, if you want to put something else in this deck that's not currently here, the two cards that are, like I think, the weaker links in this deck are, first off, Spider-Man. Um, I know Martian Boo took the stay infinite where he just put in a uh, killmonger for spider-man and he had a lot of fun and success with the deck uh and then the other card is psylocke i think those are the two cards that if you're if you want to fit something else in this deck like shuri for nimrod and maybe a destroyer so you can go more in with your nimrod backup plan uh those are two cards you could cut i think psylocke's actually impressed me a lot because not only does it give us a third piece of ramp for Galactus, which is helpful in a deck where we're diluted on our draws because of all the stones. Uh, having that third piece of ramp can sometimes be important for redundancy, but also sometimes it lets us cheat out Nimrod on four and then blow it up twice on five, and that's really strong. Um, that happened surprisingly often when I was watching you. Like it, it, it yeah. was like not a fringe <laughs> scenario. No, it. Uh, Nimrod is really a lot of the power of this deck. Nimrod went from being kind of like a, a mediocre to bad card to being uh, kind of an all-star in this deck. Uh, Spider-Man is really just there purely so I can give people PTSD of waiting the Galactus <laughs> into Spider-Man. And I, you don't pull it off very often with this deck because of the bigger deck size, but when you do, it's... it's oh. <laughs> Reminds people that they're never truly safe from their friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um but the, I think Spider-Man is probably the weakest link in the deck. Uh, I just do it because it's, it's amusing when you can get the combo. That's probably like the most hated thing in the game for a lot of people off sometimes. Uh, but uh, every other card in the deck has really pulled its weight super strong. Uh, the nice thing about this deck is you have a lot of flexibility with it in terms of how you can win the game. If you value decks that don't typically play out the same way every game... I think this is really a deck for you. It's very versatile, and the way you win is not always the same. You're not always trying to go for Galactus. You're not always, like, it, it really varies per game. And I think one of the reasons that Destroy is pretty strong is that it has tremendous high roll potential when you get favorable locations. I, I think Destroy is one of the best decks in the game in terms of the benefit it gets from locations that favor it feel much higher than uh, a lot of other decks. That's just Interesting. Kind of my feeling about it. Uh, so if you miss Galactus or if you miss Thanos and you just want to jam some big bads, I would play this list. It's probably my favorite thing to play in the game right now in terms of it's just fun. Nice. Um, All right. And then I did a little iterating on uh, Reno Jackson's uh, negative deck. Uh, <laughs> and for those who don't know Reno Jackson, Reno Jackson is a, a friend of ours uh, from Wild Hearthstone, a very accomplished player and known brewer as well. Um, Reno was uh, in the when they did Wild. Um, he was in the um, Wild Open, the, like yeah, the finals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he was on. He went to uh, California and he was on stream and he dressed like Reno Jackson, cosplaying as Reno Jackson. Yes. Yeah, 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 it was it was great. So Anyways. Sorry, just uh, wanted that little bit of lore because I didn't want to take it for granted that uh, our audience are familiar with uh, Reno Jackson. But if you're not, um, you should follow him on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Sorry. Um, so uh, no, his deck, good. one uh, year yeah. and dear to our hearts. Yeah. So he uh, he is a is very much a brewer, and uh, I made two changes from his list. Uh, he he got his first, I think, in Fandy Ticket of the Month with a negative list. And he shared it with us, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I like negative. Let me give it a try. Except uh, he has a more uh, heavy supply of copium than I have access to. Because <laughs> he was playing Living Tribunal in place of Null. Oh, no, no, And no. as much as I think it's a fun card to mess around with, I will die on the hill of, in its current form, it is very, very weak. Um, and and, you're, and I, to, to put it simply... I think if you're winning the game with a living tribunal on board in this deck, you are probably going to win without it. That's yep. my, uh, that's, and it doesn't even benefit from the negative flip. Um, right. So yeah, I decided. Null, Null and Zola are like the, 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 I mean, I know you got Panther in there too, which makes Null disgusting, but just, just those two together are such like, they're like the negative darlings at this point. And you want another zero. That's the thing. Like, if yeah. we're going to be a high roller deck where we're trying to jane out our zeros, I wanted another impactful zero. And Null just ticked all the right boxes. It has synergy with Zola. If you get both Zola and Null off of Jane, you can Zola the Null. And so it'll die and it'll pump up both of the respawning Nulls. Yep. And uh, it's it also, we have the Black Panther combo because where of uh, and wong in there too because hey we're not going to draw mr negative every game so in our you know mainly combo focused deck it doesn't hurt to have a backup combo with yep. that the pieces also have utility for our other cards uh the other change i made it was he ran magic i put it in bast instead and bast does mm. have some slight anti-synergy with black panther and jane um the thing is though if you have negatived into Jane, you do not care that your Jane is three instead of eight, because if you negatived and Jane, and there were at least a few of these zero cost cards in your deck, you are you very hard pressed to lose the game. Yeah. Um, you don't care about that missing five power. And then in the rare scenario where it backfires with Black Panther, you're not down an insane amount of power and you can still do cool things with Wong Zola. Uh, I find that the upside is worth the downside, given that aside from those two cards, Bast is a huge stat boost to every card in the deck. Bast uh, Iron Man is just always good in any context, be it negative, be it bounce, be it any any time you're playing Bast, it's so tempting to to find a way to to get an Iron Man because it's it's just so much. I have it's a so screenshot that I took from your stream. Uh, I shared it with you in the discord last night or the other day, whenever that was, but I'll put it on screen, on screen real quick. So people can see like, I, I, this is basically what I've been playing the last couple days ever since you shared it, because mm -hmm. it's just been so much fun. Like it's so much fun. I Black Panther's fun. Zola's <laughs> fun. Like negatives fun. It's just fun. This is like. And when you high roll, you put out just such an absurd amount of power. It's yeah. like, this is the feast or famine deck. You have to snap and retreat aggressively with it. If you know you're out of the game, like succumb to it. There's a lot yeah, of here, different combos though. Look, it's two, 256 <laughs> power Black Panther. I didn't but, even get a negative this game. <laughs> yeah, see, there's, there's different 
like there's a lot of play patterns here and i think that you really have to know what they are when you're going into it because it can play out a number of different ways i mean it's just the deck has yeah, a you have to know what you're going for based on your your starting hand like the the biggest tips i can give are uh i think it's almost always correct to just slam the bast on one if you have things that benefit it from it in hand especially if mr negative then there's like no question and then you're always playing Psylocke or Zabu on two, even if you don't have negative, because if you draw it and you can slam negative on three, I mean, that's just what you're trying to do with the deck. So it's uh, it's definitely a high rolly kind of deck, but if you like Mr. Negative and if you like putting out kind of absurd amounts of power and you're not afraid to aggressively retreat when your hand is bad or you don't draw the good early game that sets you up, this is probably a good deck for you. I just wanted to flex my new null variant, and it went, and the Panther, and it went yeah. infinitely better than I expected it to. I did not expect it to do as well as it did. It was crushing people. I bought that Arnim Zola in my shop, and nice. I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for this deck. So uh, <laughs> there, there you go. I wanted to try this on my kid's account, right? And he didn't have Mr. Negative. And so we're trying to build it like other ways. I'm like, well, he has Black Panther and he has Zola. Like, he like opened well, them. Like and I was like, okay. At that point. And then yeah, earlier today, like literally right before the show, mm-hmm. got a box, opened Mr. Negative. It was like, I yes. And so yeah, we're so he, missing Bast, missing Zabu, and we built the rest of the deck. Uh, or missing Mystique also. And I put in a couple other cards that like z- that are like zeros that, that swap out. Yeah, that's... Like, that's- it just for the higher potential, do. but like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's just so fun. And I don't know, like it, Black Panther Zola used to be a thing way back when, and nobody's seen it in such a long time. Uh, it's, it's like a fun throwback and it, 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 it wins games. I mean, it's pretty It's crazy. a lot of power. And like, I, I, the thing I really like about it is I like the redundancy of these are all cards that you aren't sad to see flipped off of negative. Right, but right. if you don't get your negative, it helps deal with the, the biggest issue negative has, which is winning the game without negative. Uh, that's that's really what I like about it, because I, I feel like I win almost as many games off of the Panther combo as I do the Mr. Negative uh, combos. So it's uh, I, I really like it. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, Nate, what have you been messing around with on ladder? Um, yeah, I mean this and that. I I mostly played to to infinite. I hit last weekend, um, and missed the show. But I played this um, this bounce deck that that everyone's been playing. Whatever, it's kind of that hybrid one with uh, with Iron Man and Chavez at the top end, and it's good. Um, but it's mm-hmm. like stock, whatever. And and then I kept seeing like the weird stuff because it was the weekend and it was the pat like uh, the Patriot was all over the place. And so I switched to this control build. It's like, it's a high, uh, sorry, it's, uh, let me pull it up here. It's a high Evo control, I guess, but it, it was like high Evo with Cyclops and the Hulk, that's it. It was just to like jam them in either lockdown lanes or like just to sit, use Hulk as your final play. So I don't know if the deck changes like post nerf. I haven't really goofed around with it too much since then, but I suppose, like, I, I like the lane control style decks. I suppose you probably pull out High Evo and, and Hulk and Cyclops and jam something else in there. But uh, honestly, I think you can just keep them in there. Or maybe you just keep it the order. same. I don't know. I think it's still, uh, like, 
I don't know if this is a hot take or a cold take. I think lockdown is, uh, I think it's still a really, really strong deck, but a lot of people just don't like playing it. it and I think it's very underrated or underplayed relative to its strength right now. And that was always the case with it in the past. It finally got popular with high Evo. Then it got nerfed and everyone just dropped it like a rock. And now they've dropped it like an even harder rock because Hulk and Wasp got hit. But like, it's still a good deck. Uh... I wasn't even running Wasp in my my version, and you aren't right. here either. No, it's like, yeah, this is a different. The Hulk can still be really huge. Like he can still be very big it's not going to happen every game but it's still going to happen you don't even need him every game it's like well, and a lot of times you're just dropping him to close out a lane and even if it's yeah. has a 12 or 14 like that's a lot that's not nothing yeah <laughs> especially if they aren't contesting the lane very much so i, I, I would think still you're play right this post nerf yeah um, i and honestly like i hate playing against it and i <laughs> I think that it'll probably start to do. creep up. <laughs> I actually, yeah. um, I got my first Infinity ticket this uh, this past week, and it was using this deck <laughs> of all things. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, I didn't get one last time. I kept getting like to the the final match and then dipping out. Um, so I finally finally got one, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm not not super worried about trying to get it, you know, whatever. But. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I really like it, and this is kind of my take on it. I threw an Iron Lad because, like, why not? If he hits X or Spider-Man or Storm or whatever, like, we generally are not unhappy about that. I, I threw in Shang-Chi. I think I pulled something out for Shang-Chi because I was tired of getting, like, Hulk bombed or whatever. Um, That's the one card I could see being cut. You could patch. swap that for something else. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. you need it as much as you used to. Now that Hulk is less prevalent, I mean it's still good versus some decks, but I always found it hard to find time for Shang Chi because like it could easily turn three, be something you else. Storm yeah. or Cyclops on turn four. You want to like Lad or or cyclops or jug after the storm on turn five it's like x or spidey yeah turn six it's hulk if you have it but you could swap them out by any means if but... i pulled them out maybe i throw in like nebula or yeah i think he, i think another big thing to help close the game would uh would be powerful in this list i mean you could argue shang chi is that big thing but then it also depends on priority right like if you have priority Shang's getting worse going into the final turn if they haven't already revealed their big thing. So I I think uh, Nebula could be a pretty pretty decent choice. In or, that spot. Uh, or just just something else to help close out the game with decent power. Yeah, or sometimes we, uh, gosh, at my, at my house we call him Captain Blue Pants um, that, that gives everything plus one, right? Uh, uh, Blue Marvel. Blue Marvel. I always got him confused with Captain Marvel, right? So we started calling him Captain Blue Pants. Um <laughs> But it's like something that can buff closed lanes, right? And yeah. Oh man, I got so many. You remember the? Uh, yeah, the when we were playing control one. I loved that deck. I loved that with uh, Blue Marvel. Blue Marvel was... got people so many times. Surprise! That was great. I think you can play that deck again now. I think the meta has shifted. You have to be mindful of Killmonger and whatnot. Maybe you tech in an armor if it gets really annoying. But like, I think you can play the Thanos version of lane control again. I think so. I really enjoyed it. Happy. I played a lot oh, of blues. Yeah. Um, that Sarah like Sarah control deck, which is very fun. Um, I, I like it a lot. And uh, and then just the last couple of days, I've been playing this ever since you posted it, this negative deck, and it's just been so fun. And 
it, it, it's tricky. I think I'll know better. Like it's, it's so weird for the, those of us, I think who hit infinite, like within the first kind of week and then it's like, Oh cool. What are we supposed to do the rest of the month? Cause the, the, the meta post infinite, like is not, it's, a joke. It, it's not <laughs> nearly the same as when you're trying to get yeah. there. Right. And but when you're trying to get there, you've yeah. got the bots. So it's the, all the ladders are kind of weird, right? It, it, yeah, it feels they're... more casual than it has ever felt to me, um, which is not a bad thing. Right. Uh, it just uh, I, I don't the, mind it. The feeling just... I felt is uh, I I ran into I ran into so much like crazy homebrew stuff in Infinite now. And I think conquest was like the dividing factor where if people who are Infinite already they really want to play a, what they think is like the best deck or a very competitive deck. They probably want to get rewarded for their time doing that. And uh, ladder doesn't really do that right now. So they're just off to conquest, which has resulted in, at least in my experience, the, the ladder becoming notably more casual post infinite when it was already pretty casual. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Anyways. Yeah. That's been about it for me. Um, but I really enjoy the balance. Like I learned how to play about the balance archetype and I've tried this, like the, the, the more hybrid version. I've tried the like all in on the one drops with, with Falcon and the beast and it's okay. And it's just, it's, it's a good deck. So I, I don't enjoy it a ton, but it feels very strong. So it, it wins games. Um, like, I, like I don't know. The bounce deck, but you can only play one thing so long before you get tired of it. Right. I was floored that people were starting to tech in um, the uh, oh, oh gosh, what's reverse invisible woman. Yeah, don't get me started. Bounceless I, uh, bounce. I think. Hey, the... hey, zombies! What do you think of bounceless bounce with uh, Killmonger and Invisible Woman? I mean, well, that and to, uh, uh, what am I? I think is the person who created that for a tournament, and yeah. I have to say, I think it, maybe the Zabu meta is an exception. But I think maybe the the saltiest I have ever been on stream was uh, <laughs> playing against Bounce. I think I was playing like Sarah Control with the Invisible Woman tech, and I was doing really well versus the normal Bounce lists. And then I run into this freaking Bounce list that is bounceless. There's no Beast. Kitty's the only Bounce thing going on. Mm -hmm. But it runs Invisible Woman. It runs Killmonger. And it runs Shang Chi, and and it also runs the hood. And let me tell you, you you can't throw priority versus the deck, and their invisible woman is just better than yours because it 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 they are behind on priority. So they're yeah, the one am I list. Yep, I have never been saltier than losing. I mean, props to them for coming up with it because it's like it's kind of like a huge five head anti tech tech, but it's kind of gross that the meta has gotten to a point where. That's actually like a valid consideration, but man, it was absurdly effective versus like the Sarah control deck with invisible woman monger was doing really well for me versus a lot of the bounce decks and it couldn't do anything versus that deck. It's like if I had my invisible woman and they had theirs, I was just losing most of the time. It felt so bad to me to play against. I was fuming. I, I was really fuming. <laughs> So if you really, if you like playing bounce, but if you hate mirror matches, play that deck. It's, uh, <laughs> I really don't know what else to say. It's really yeah. Cool. Well, that's, I mean, that's it for me, but I've been having a good time with the game. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I've been pleasantly surprised post patch. I've enjoyed it way more than I expected to. I thought I was going to get an endless sea of bounce matches and 
truthfully, I really haven't played against. I played against a few, but it 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 wasn't like it felt pre patch where it felt like almost every game was high evo or bounce. That that was just kind of my experience. Um, occasionally, you get something else, but those were the two big ones. And now I'm seeing those a lot less, which makes me way less annoyed when I do see them because like I, everything's better in moderation. Well, friends, I think that that is kind of all we got. Yep. Um, you know, next time we uh, we we get together, uh, we'll know what the OTA balance changes um, and how that will further uh, impact the meta's development. But uh, that's what we've been seeing. That's what we've been playing. Um, you'll notice that we have not been keeping a Cosmo as none of the decks feature Cosmo. <laughs> but Cosmo is making a comeback in some of these Surfer decks. We're finally, I have gotten Cosmo a few times, and so it is coming back. Uh, you know, it's it's we're finally seeing some decks that uh, are trying to use it as you know protection or stopping the opponent stuff. Like man, I had the perfect Panther combo lined up, and then I got Cosmo on turn six, and I was so sad. <laughs> well, I was at Crackle Cosmo, so any excuse to 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 get him into play, I'll take. Um, so what? Why don't we just uh, share our uh, socials and and places where people can find us if they want to interact with us before we wrap? Um, zombies, start with you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Zombies go nom nom. Uh, YouTube, same thing. Uh, Twitch, zombies with a Z. Uh, go nom nom trying to stream a bit more regularly going on vacation for a little bit over a week at the end of the month so i'll be away uh for a little bit of time but i will try and i'm going to try and pre-record some stuff so i can still get the the day one decks out for the new season pass card uh which what's that uh the wolverine sun i can't remember x no you uh dakin or whatever right dakin or whatever his name is yeah a cool card i'm much more excited about it than i have been for phoenix force i think uh honestly i think uh this is kind of a bit of a lull month in terms of like not the most exciting cards or past card but i think we have a lot of interesting and exciting stuff to look forward to in august and especially september so uh, I'm kind of looking towards the horizon there. But uh, yeah, it's always fun to talk with you guys about the, the game and everything. And uh, yeah. Very cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. Um, yeah, playing a lot of Snap these days. Really enjoying it. Um, yeah, not sure what else to say. Uh, we're still doing Born to be Wild also. If you guys are interested in Wild Hearthstone, Born to be Wild every Friday evening uh, on this channel, or you can find us on uh, YouTube at Born to be Wild HS. What about you, Blue? So you can find me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash Blue Train, B L U T R A N E. Um, I also started up a Threads account. We're going to see if I start to use that a little more or not. I really, really having a hard time with Twitter. But you can still interact with me there. Although, another place where you can interact with not only I, but Zombies and Nate, is the Born to be Wild Discord server. So yes, Born to be Wild is a Wild Hearthstone podcast that you should be watching every Friday. The Discord uh, also has a fairly active um, Snap section that uh, 
that you can find us in and interact with us there. Uh, so certainly encourage you to, to check that out. We've had some pretty good conversations with people I think we've we've become acquainted with through the, the podcast. So a uh, nice little uh, snap community there for you as well. Um, unlike our deck choices, I also encourage you all to keep it Cosmo, as we will try to do um, over the next two weeks, as I'm sure we're going to get another deluge of news and updates. But that gives us something to talk about here. Um, you know, whether we're for or against, uh, it's always a passionate discussion um, because we all enjoy the game so much. Absolutely. With that, we'll, we'll end it there and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Keep All it right. Cosmo. Keep it Cosmo. Nuff said, bub. <laughs>